Are you looking for a new MMA website to check out? Then get over to MMARecords.com for the latest news, analysis, videos, in-depth blogs, fighter interviews, and more. From the local shows to the UFC, MMARecords.com has you covered. You can find MMA Wreckage on social media, on Twitter at MMA Wreckage, or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash MMA Wreckage. So stay up to date with all things MMA at MMARecords.com. Are we live? Yes, we are. All right. Welcome to MMA Bug Podcast. I'm Steve Mandy. I'm Jose Otero, a.k.a. Joe. You just heard our first sponsor. A.k.a. the Sleeping Giant now. Oh, Don't forget that. I'm sorry, guys. Okay. Go on. Proceed. All right. You just heard our, uh, the message from our first sponsors, MMARecords.com. You can find they host our podcast there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackhammer Promotions, which is also <laughs> in association with Campbell's Kickboxing and MMA. Uh, and, and Team Believe. Hashtag workout bullies. Hashtag workout And Joe has workout bullies. <laughs> Joe has workout bullies. Bullies. And we have a guest with us today. We have an awesome guest with us today, um, which, yeah, just jump in, introduce yourself. Oh, Dave, Mike, Concho, Cabrera, Soka BJJ. Nice. What's up, guys? Great to be here. Thank you for having me. What's up, champ? First and foremost, this that guy is, awesome. um, <laughs> it does. He's, he's pretty much a beast. <laughs> I've seen this guy Thank win you. two titles, not one, but two titles, and, uh, it was heart-wrenching because one was against a dear friend. <laughs> but this is the fight game, and that's how it goes. And um, I just got to say, man, it's been fun watching. It's been real fun watching. You're, uh, Thank you. Thank you very much, Pretty slick on the ground there, man. Thank you. That's awesome. I yeah, appreciate that Great white in that jiu-jitsu world, I got to say. What you you uh, think about that fight, Steve? Well, if you look at the footage, I was on top of chairs screaming. It was pretty <laughs> exciting. I was, you actually looked over at me. You're like, I like that. You know, I was, <laughs> even though I'm 6'3", I was even on top of the chairs. I'm like, I can't oh, yeah, I remember now. Yeah, I remember. God damn, that was electric in that whole place. I forgot about that moment. The last, we're talking about the victory. Yeah, I looked to my, behind me, and I just see Steve's big ass. Steve's already like six something, like you said, and this fucking guy standing on top of a chair. Just standing out in the middle of a crowd, like it's a, you know it's uh, got like uh, auditorium effect with the chairs, yeah. And uh, that was a sight to behold, you know what I mean? Holding up the fucking camera on top of the tripod, it was mm-hmm. crazy. For that man, we should just get like uh, I would like, We should just rig the whole place. Next it'd be pretty show. cool to get like like they have um at KTFO they had uh the things that you can just stand up on a cage. Maybe we can install some of them like that. Definitely. Oh, you could just stand on the cage. And I mean, I could just stand on the cage. <laughs> yeah. Why not? That's how they do in the UFC on the corners like yeah. that. You stand over the sides. Oh, true that. We got to tell Bobby. Hey, Bobby. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know why. Maybe MMA bug wants platforms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But if you did it by the area where they're selling the food, they got that little corner cut out for that's food. True. They don't need to oh, see anything. Sure. Yeah, you're hired. We got to add you to the marketing department. <laughs> that was pretty good, man. See, this guy slick. Got more than just jiu-jitsu moves. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I, that was one thing about that, like the energy in that place. Like, I didn't even think about it beforehand, but walking out to like leaving afterwards, it was ridiculous. I don't think anybody like, was sitting at all. There was, yeah, was there were people much. bugging out that I didn't even know, like especially that last sequence where I was able to get knee on belly or whatever. I remember looking up for, and it must have been a split second because if you look in the fight, it wasn't a very long little sequence. I look up and there's a guy sitting there with a jackhammer shirt, and he's flipping out, yelling "Hancho!" <laughs> and if he's listening to this, thank you, man, because that was awesome. Like I didn't, I don't even know that guy, and he was flipping out. Like he definitely had to take a second to catch his breath. You know what I mean? Like he was screaming. I got a rant. If you listen to this, whoever was in the front row, <laughs> I had to actually sit down like seven times. <laughs> You're in the front row <laughs> you don't need to stand up <laughs> oh i remember that yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah they were they were for you <laughs> that's awesome that's so somebody was in the front just wilding out just going crazy you know <laughs> and i was just like oh my god i'm missing the action you know what i mean no i hear um, you man They're that was that was a fun night out. that night you had so many people in that room um you know watching it sent back 
looking at it from an outside perspective, it fucking, <laughs> I mean, sorry to my boy, I hope he don't get mad when he hears this, but it felt like your destiny, you know what I mean? Honestly, like, when when that room erupted, I was just like, oh shit, yeah, this is meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> no pressure, the way you, know? <laughs> you celebrated, the way you got, you know, you could tell you fucking pumped your heart and soul is, into that. Yes, Bro, we literally, like, that's, that's something like, and I, I hate, I, I don't mean to say it like almost as if he didn't train hard, but I I hadn't trained, like I've never <laughs> trained harder for something, man. That stuff, like, I remember there were points in the middle of it where like, was getting to me like we were just there were so many people who just have so much knowledge that we train with we're just putting so much into it so you're trying to cover all these bases and it's just like it definitely gets to you so when you go full circle and it works out you know and it was a battle it wasn't you know yeah. the entire thing was not in my favor you know so to come out on top is just ridiculous it was so awesome and to have all those people there to yeah. share it with me was something else yeah. it was you ridiculous see during the whole celebration you like the celebration Explosion. lasts like like ten minutes within itself. You know, it awesome. people just going crazy mm -hmm. all around the room. That was a bold move. I gotta ask the question now. I think about it. it just triggered in my head. How how did you get, acquire all those seats? Oh. <laughs> yeah, everybody hated this guy. <laughs> He's the main event. You had all the VIP uh, tickets sold out. I was like, yo, that gotta be a psychological move. <laughs> but no, like, the second he told me he had tickets, I was like, yeah, you got all the. I was like, I need the front row tickets because <laughs> I knew I'd sell them, man. We have so many people who are just hey, down. You gotta do what you gotta do. Um, there were people who I didn't get to go. This. You know, there were people who did not get yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah, they, they, the Why doors. They, they were turning people away at the door by like, yeah. Oh, you didn't know that. No, so it was so packed out. People were being turned away. What at the door time? When because it they kept seven o'clock. I had I had friends too no. that couldn't get it. Oh, because they kept piling us. I know up mad in the people back. that told me at seven o'clock they like weren't fucking they weren't letting people in. They're just like yeah, keep going. I had <laughs> they, I had two friends. General mission. It was just packed out. I had two friends that would turn away, came back like an hour later, and were able to sneak in. Huh. You know. And sorry, Bobby. I had no. <laughs> Dude, I did not know about this. <laughs> I found no, out afterwards. Well, and I told him we're not friends anymore. It was really dumb that they put. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't the tell bar Bobby, in the back. Did you guys see the little bar in the back what? that took up like fourteen seats? And they no, had a I bar didn't. in the back where everybody was standing. They never had that last time. Yeah, no. I oh didn't yeah, that bar was. Um, I never seen that before. Unfortunately, it was in a bad spot. I know he just, you know, was hoping to, to give that section its own bar, but because of the way it worked out, the bar was hidden. <laughs> there was so many people that had oh, no you can't clue. Even see it. I didn't see it at I, all. Yeah, friends <laughs> that were in general mission was like, "The fuck out of here!" There's a bar behind me. Like, there's a bar behind me yeah, the whole was, time. Everybody was going like, up front. Like, so. row of people. Yeah, that was crazy. The only way I could see is because I could, I had like a corner seat. Yeah. So I was looking straight at it, and I was there early. So. Uh, when I found out about that you had all the VIP tickets, though, I couldn't help but think um, the psychological effect it would have on the other fighter. You know what I mean? Like uh, my, my boy. Because it's like it's kind of like being behind enemy lines. Because the whole front rows is people that are going to be cheering your name. Mm -hmm. You know? So it was cool. That was cool. Um, and, hey, you know, as a fight promoter, that guy got to sell tickets. He got to fill up those seats. So. I don't judge you. If I was able to buy all the VIP tickets for my fights, fuck yeah. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was happy I was able to man. get all the ones I was able to get, you yeah, know? Nice, Even nice. the day before, I, I got some at the weigh-ins. I was like, bro, I need 10 more tickets. <laughs> yeah. And then, you, bro, yeah. and that night there were people hitting me up for tickets. And it was just like, I don't know, I think I strayed away from selling the standing tickets. Yeah. So I, I just didn't, I should have <laughs> just stocked up on those two. But there, yeah, um, there were a couple people who didn't end up going. You also have a, um, is K1 or Muay Thai title, your first title? Uh... I, I think it's just a Muay Thai title. Muay Thai title. Uh, would you say, which one was bigger? Like, a, was this a bigger turnout? Oh, this is absolutely a bigger turnout. Yeah. This is a bigger fight. I think, honestly, no offense to uh, just uh, Jason Cruz, who I fought for the kickboxing title, but Justin's definitely, Justin Klein, who's the guy I fought. I, I mean, feel like just, we strayed away from the name so far. 
Justin was definitely a tougher opponent. Like that and kid's a beast and just compared the, to the idea of MMA is tougher too. You know, so yeah, much, absolutely. So much more involved, so much more danger. And um, the belt is a lot slicker. You see that? Thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that belt is pretty. <laughs> <laughs> that belt is pretty. So jealous. <laughs> I got to work towards mine. You got two already. Bro, I like that one. <laughs> I got to catch up. Do they let you keep behind. the belt? Yeah, that's mine. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I mean, cool. <laughs> I've been keeping it, so I hope they. <laughs> I hope they yeah, want right. it. Bobby calls you, just don't pick up. Like you know, you're supposed to bring that back. You got two of them now. That's pretty cool that'd be that's hilarious awesome. no. um because i know some of them you have to like give it back and rotate yeah depending on the situation and, and whatnot depending on the promotion um, that would be that's an interesting idea though like i like like it granted i like the idea of keeping that and it's mine but also the idea of having something that actually could be taken away from me kind of like i don't know it's a scary. different aspect to it you <laughs> know it's definitely though. awesome it's sweet. yeah absolutely yeah. it's cool man because then once that shit is gone, it's just a memory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless you get I ain't gonna better. lie, I like trophies. <laughs> I yeah. like, you know, I like momentos, Absolutely, you know? man. Absolutely. Shit, so that's why you go to fucking tournaments and you risk, you know, all that shit and you fight over 10 medals. You know what I mean? Like, like those belts, that's sexy. A belt is sexy. Mm. But before you, you know, become a fighter, like, you were a grappler, a competitor. And, um... Sometimes, like, I'm there, I'm on gun hole, I'm like, I'm willing to fucking die for first place. And then I get the medal and I'm just like... Look at this rinky dinky ass shit. I like shit. Naga's I'm medals. like, you know, like no disrespect to the organizations, but sometimes like I want something pretty. <laughs> you know, Naga's I mean? like, got some pretty cool medals. I like especially the, belt. in the judo Bro, world. The belts are I, sick. Yeah. I was able to get a belt in Those November. Those BJJ tournaments have pretty medals, but in the judo world, I was about we to have say the ugliest fucking medals. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's you got terrible. plastic. I got medals. some There's ugly some, medals. I could show I've you. had like one or I two times. I showed the people they're so ugly. I'm just yeah, like, yeah, I won this. <laughs> I didn't want you to see the medal. This is embarrassing. No, I hear. That's one thing about jujitsu. I feel like maybe once or twice. Not everyone's been awesome, but most of them are pretty. Pretty slick looking, yeah. and they're all pretty different. Especially the good fight. I remember a couple years ago they had a a, a a run where they were having some sick medals, man. Good like, fight had one of the prettiest medals I've ever seen. And um, the year I finally did my first BJJ tournament, which was um, yeah, it was last year, 2015. Good fight, I won third place on uh, blue belt division, and that's when they changed the medal. <laughs> and it, what killed me is that I had went there with a bunch of new people. It was their first time competing. They were white belts. And the whole time, I just kept showing them pictures of the old Good Fight medal, had everyone visualizing it, you know what I mean? And just, and just building up all this anticipation, and then I got the shit with the sticker, and now it's like a sticker. Bro, right? I know exactly what like, you're talking about. That uh, one is the worst. I don't know if it was I the same felt, tournament, you know, but it's stupid. like a piece of metal, and then it has like that rubbery yeah, looking sticker on it. Yeah, um, so it was Yeah, it was last year. That's Yeah, so we were at that tournament, and didn't uh, even realize. That was... um The judo one you went to, that one looked like shit. It was like a... You like those plastic ones you hand out at the shit was parties? hollow, man. It's yeah. just fucking hollow, bro. There was I remember <laughs> we went like, being paralyzed. You know, judo you can get break your you fucking neck. You all black like, belts. We're here, we're we're throwing each other. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I seen a meme this morning that was nice. It was like judo, the yeah. art of hitting someone with a planet. And you, and <laughs> you had, love that idea. Had, you know? That's sick. He had asthma. We were in the you were, we were in the locker room. You had a fucking mask on, breathing like. Oh, Rrr. that was a different tournament. That was the East Coast tournament. Yeah, I was talking about that one. Oh, okay. I thought you, you were referring and they didn't say to your the name right at all because that has that's like my wackest medal. <laughs> oh yeah, you don't respect. Don't respect to those people. <laughs> they probably don't even listen. Right? Yeah. yeah, they were like they'll, they'll never discover this. What's it called? East West. Um. No, I'm sorry. The, the one I was criticizing was West Hempstead. Which one was, was that? Uh, uh, little, the fucking medals like the was size the, of a half. Was that the dollar. intimate show? That one, that small show that we were at. Yeah, that was a really tiny one. That was like in a little personal dojo. Okay, yeah, I remember. Um, the one where I had the asthma attacks. That's the one I went with a broken foot. I went there with full blown bronchitis, which triggered my asthma. I had a broken foot. But I had paid like two hundred dollars for the tournament. And I was just hell pent on going. And I wasn't gonna go. And then um, one of my coaches 
you know, she told me this story where uh, she went to a tournament like that, sick, with a really injured foot, and she ended up winning it. She's like, fuck, you never know, you get lucky. She's like, the worst thing that happens is you lose, and everyone expects you to lose because you're all banged up, you know? <laughs> it was That was a weird day, though. That day, it really took a lot of mental fortitude because my foot was legit broken and um, completely swollen. I couldn't put any weight on it. But, you know, I know how uh, adrenaline can be used to my advantage. Well, so I went there, and 15 minutes before, I just beat the shit out of my foot <laughs> to the point where I could, like, don't, move the ball. For any children listeners, heal. don't listen to him. Please yeah, listen. it's, it's like, risky, it's, man. It's shit. <laughs> see, see a physician if you're hurt your, your foot's broken. That's something I recommend. I tell people safety first, and then I do some old school shit. It's like, just like that saying, That's my old school Japanese jiu-jitsu coming out of me. You know what I mean? I was first learned from a guy who did judo on wooden floors. You know what I mean? So, like... He, he had me on that idea of the body p- repairs itself. <laughs> you know what I mean? It like, does, it, at certain points, know. but... <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, know? Like, I get in trouble. I have had so many serious injuries, and I, I self-treat. You're self-treat, the type of you know, guy that will get his you know? arm chopped off and just put it there and be like, it'll go back. <laughs> it'll grow back. <laughs> it'll grow back, I swear. <laughs> Eventually. If not, the, the blood will clot, and it'll just kind of... <laughs> it'll just it stick disgusting. Um, but back to that, that night of the fights. Uh, I've been really curious. I want to know. <clears throat> Could you talk talk us through like the final moments, the couple seconds from before you locked in that choke to like your whole walk back, you know? To uh... sure, I'll tell you exactly. Uh, I can't say that I was like. I remember looking back on the fight. I definitely made that fight a little harder than it should have been. Not Sorry. to hate at all. No problem. Apologize. Could you um, say that again? Uh, uh, I can't say I was like looking back on the fight. There, were, I feel like I definitely made it a little harder than I should have. But uh, while I was in the fight, there were definitely points where, you know, I was anxious and I was worried. You know, I knew I had to get out of positions. So especially that I'll start from where he had like that crucifix and I was on my knees and he gets the crucifix because I tried to get up. So Mm -hmm. he's able to kind of switch his hips. So he's on my back almost. And I remember he hits me once and not to pick on how hard he hits. I'm pretty sure he was tired. I'm not at all. But he hits me. And I remember going, all right, sweet. Did he hit sweet. you like a pillow hand? No, I'm not even going to touch on that, all right? So he hits me. And I remember going, all right, sweet. That didn't hurt yeah. terribly. Yeah, yeah. And then he hits me again. I'm like, all right, sweet. He's, that's not hurting me. So I'm like, if he's not gonna, if he's not bombing on me, I'm just going to focus on grappling him. I'm yeah. gassed. So yeah. that's when I get up and I roll him over my shoulders. Because even in the beginning when he was trying to take my back, mm-hmm. he wasn't looking for the hooks too much. So I was able to roll him off the shoulders. So I knew I would be able to get him off my shoulders. Once he's over my shoulders, we get back to guard. And I start hitting him, and he's trying to back walk, and I want to walk him to the cage anyway, so we start doing that. But every time I hit him, he starts making noises. So I'm like, all right, sweet, he's tired. He gets up against the fence, and I'm able to pin him enough where I have one arm separate. I have my head just about here. Um, and for you guys that obviously can't see me, I'm separating. I'm trying to keep his arm, his his head and his arm away from his left arm. You know, I'm trying to make some sort of separation so he can't use his, uh, his right arm there. Or I'm sorry, his left arm. And um, so I start hitting him, and again, every time I hit him, he's making noises. So finally, he goes to get up, because I guess he realizes he can't sit there and get hit. And when he goes to stand up, he bases on the ground. And I know that just from practicing, you know, from sparring, when people do that, you just can cut that arm out. And so I was able to do that, and when I did that, his legs are open because he's up on his side, so I'm able to hop past. And I felt like I was in side control for a little longer, but I wasn't. Like, if you watch the video, it was very quick. I hop into Neon Belly because I know that he's either going to sit in Neon Belly and let me hit him, which is sweet, or he's going to turn over and I'd either be able to take his back or get the choke. And that's what happened. He was able to turn over. And it was definitely, uh, yeah, it was good stuff. You're definitely, um, uh, like, I consider you uh, a tactician. So, Thank like, you. now that the fight's over, you could probably be more intimate about your game plan. Was that, like, all according to the game plan? Were things kind of spontaneous? Um, I, The game, 
I'd say it was according to the game plan because that's my guard. Like that's going to be my guard regardless. I like that. You know, uh, that's I feel like I have the flexibility for it and it works. So that's always what I'm going to do most of the time from the guard. Uh, I didn't want to be on bottom so much. When I was on top, the plan was to pass, try to get on top and submit him. So I guess that would be part of the game plan. Um, overall, though, I planned on striking with him a lot more. But uh, in the beginning, I was able to, like, he kind of went, the very first round, I throw one or two punches. I land one of them. He goes in for a shot, and I'm able to kind of sprawl it into a takedown onto him. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's just my mind switched. So, all right, I'd rather grapple with him. Yeah. I think his wires coming undone inside the back of the microphone. You don't have to pause it. Just... Is it? No. What's that? You meant your rubber guard? Mm-hmm. That was your guard? You... Yeah, Come absolutely. Yeah, yeah, the rubber guard. Especially because you just break down their posture. You know, it's controlled and people are... Give, I feel like people get claustrophobic in there, so they make little mistakes and you're able to catch stuff. And even since uh, even since the fight, I've already looked into and, and tried to sharpen up a couple points from that because there were a couple things I could have done a lot better from there. That's going to be a problem. That, that was some of the best guard game I've ever seen. You Thank know, you. Thank you very um, much. You know, honestly, I'm not just saying that because you're on the show. I, I, legit, I honestly stand by that. Thank um, you. I've seen thousands and thousands of fights. Like, I'm bad with it like i i am, am entertained by studying footage you know i'm one of those guys and uh <laughs> some of the best i've seen thank you that's <coughs> thank you, you know you mentioned that's yeah, awesome. you're very active usually you see guys just yes sit that's what guard. I'm about. You, you were not afraid to open your guard and fucking throw attacks left and right yeah and, and not just that attack. just purely defensive minded yeah. you mentioned the shots didn't seem like much and the reason i believe that is because your work like he never got a chance to keep his balance. Anytime he postured or any attack that came, you were compromising his balance and his hips. Whether it was your, your feet, your hip action, his action, action. Like, you kept in mind keeping those punches at bay or not taking the blunt of them. You know what I mean? And um, guys can't do that. They panic. <laughs> they take punches and they freak out, you know, or they expose themselves. You were able to be offensive, yet keep your shit tight. <laughs> like, you know, like, it was just no way to get in there. Like, me personally, I would have been like, nah, I'm not fucking throwing punches. <laughs> Let me just <laughs> pressure pass on this motherfucker. <laughs> Try to get around it because, yo, your hips was just working, bro. It was, it, that was crazy. That was, um, that was fucking crazy. He couldn't do shit. And he, you know, if he threw a strike, he was like falling onto his face because you were pushing those hips back. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And then no. when he's trying to defend his balance you start attacking him with jujitsu like that constant chain and then consistency of never breaking that pattern in my opinion made you like ruthless in the guard like like it's not many people that can say yo don't beat him up on the ground <laughs> don't <laughs> no, honestly, <laughs> like that's supposed to be a favorable like position work, like Damian, you know Damian Maya. <laughs> that's scary yeah, yeah, thank like, you that's awesome that's crazy I, um, I, I honestly I can only the, the only reason that's the case is cause like uh, I don't know if you know but I train with I don't know if you know him but Chris Schlesinger I train with Chris Schlesinger <coughs> he's had a, a number of pro fights and just from the top he's just constantly constantly hitting me and constantly attacking me uh, from the top and he's like 180 pounds and he's just ridiculous with pressure so it's like if I'm not attacking him he's attacking me you know Neil, I brought him up before. Uh, um, he was supposed to fight that night, but the other fighter pulled out. Again, the same thing. If I give him any space at all, it's just he's bombing on me or something. So if if he do, if I do give him space, I need to be attacking. You know, That's it's almost I, I'm almost offensive for the sake of being defensive. You know, the best defense is a good yeah. offense. That's exactly yeah, the case. You, you would. Um, I can't have him scoring. You know, you were conditioned that way. 
you know, out of necessity. And exactly. Accident, to survive, I had yeah. to do it, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, they absolutely, gotta, they're just yeah. monsters with pressure, those that's guys. That's so good. Well, that shit definitely paid off. That definitely paid off because, you know, I don't know how to say this without um, hurting feelings, but a lot of people could argue that you was winning that fight the whole time from the bottom. Thank you. You know what I mean? Um, I definitely think he was, he was, he he was able to develop a little bit of like actually a great way of like defending it in the second round. Like that second round, he was like able to get his like pace going. And I feel like he figured out like able to weasel out, especially we started getting sweaty too, but nonetheless, he was able to get out of it in the second round. But that first round, I definitely feel like I was giving him problems. Like I wouldn't have wanted to been the ref, you know, cause like technically he's scoring points, you know, with his grand to pound. Mm. But, um, I'd seen him having to defend and escape jujitsu attacks for majority of that time you know um that was impressive that was really impressive and I'm, no i'm definitely happy it didn't go to the judges because i wasn't yeah exactly i like, i, I felt comfortable but i i don't i don't know if they would have appreciated yeah, you, never know. It you, know, they you don't know the background you don't know the education on exactly you know and also to personal preference some judges you know favor top time some judges heavily favor takedowns and mm. give so many points for it some judges would have been like he was on top the whole time he's winning yeah you know you know you don't know um Sometimes a guy can be educated. It's just his, his his way. Some guys like you coming forward a lot, but missing and getting blocked. You know, some guy might be like he he's the winner. He was pushing the pace. He's aggressive. But yeah. other guy be like you crazy. Look how technical he was. He blocked everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I've been in so many debates with people. Sometimes, <laughs> yo, when when you're like an analyzer of fights, it's almost like you get into debates, <laughs> like a political debate. So I guess it's you because you, like, you start to not like your friend <laughs> for not picking the guy. A big part of it is personal preference, like you mentioned. Oh, here's one. You 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 see that? Absolutely. I, the man. best thing and Emerson Silva. Do you remember that fight? Uh, I didn't. I didn't see it. I didn't watch. Oh, it. I've only seen highlights. I've, I've had so many debates about that one. That's one I. I had, had a lot of people say that um, Bisping put on a boxing clinic. I don't know what the fuck. That's not what I saw. <laughs> yeah, I saw him just you know. But I don't eating I, a lot of, know, a lot of them. A lot of the people I heard talking were like all like fans of his. And yeah, you wonder if it's biased or what. Oh, very biased. But one thing I say, did, he got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> also, your angle could change everything. Like I wouldn't stand in my own fight. Um, I fought the same day. Uh, you know, on the same card as you. Yes. And um, one of my friends, he went live on his Facebook, and he was in general admission. and I looked like shit from there in the first round. I was watching this like, oh my god, this is terrible. And, and I was almost like ashamed. <laughs> and then I saw my fight from the corner cam. And I was like, what? I was winning the fight in the first round. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just the perspective. Until I made that mistake. And it's crazy how the whole fight changes from the different angles. Yeah, just momentum. You know? And I, you know, oh, like, word, absolutely where honest. I was sitting at, at first, I was giving the fight to my boy on top with the ground to power. Because it looked significant from my angle. Mm. But then when I seen it from the corner cam, my perspective changed to where I would think you was, was winning it. You know what I mean? And <laughs> oh, my friend don't hate me for that, you know, but I'm on this on the podcast, you know what I mean? Um, so it's just, just, just crazy how that could change. So these referees, you know, they, they don't got an easy job. <laughs> you no, know, you never know what just, angle they, they get it from. You keep saying referee. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. I meant to say the, the judges, judges only have one angle, like, like us. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. Referee, you know, it's a little more dynamic, move around. Yeah. Um, and then you get some of these dickhead judges that are like texting, texting their girlfriend. It's like, babe, I'll be home at 8 30. <laughs> like, pay attention. We had that shit during fight. the, like, like we were talking about the good fight <coughs> prior to recording. Oh, yeah, that's they had that. There was some guy that was like texting. He's fucking texting. He's in the middle of roughing, of, of roughing oh. a jujitsu match. That is Taking crazy. Taking Snapchats like, hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking selfies. What an asshole. That 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 is just nuts to me. Um, so I gotta ask you: Have you uh, thought about what's next for for Mike Concho? Uh, yeah, I definitely want to do another fight, but it's just uh, 
My big thing is it's I'm competing. I just don't know if I want to put all my eggs into the basket of jiu-jitsu or MMA because they both require a good amount of – if you want to compete, you know. You got yeah. guys who just do this stuff all day. You know, I have a, a job, so yeah. I can't necessarily just com- compete with uh, – or I can't train as much as them, so whatever I do do, I want to go 100% with it. But uh, I'm thinking of another one. Definitely another MMA fight before the summer's over I'm wanting to do. But, uh, yeah, nothing's nothing's uh, 100%. Uh, what about this weight class? Is this what you feel good at? Uh, I don't know. Interesting. I uh, I thought 150 was pretty good, but it's not necessarily like an established weight class. I don't like the idea of going to 145, but we could make it to 145. And I like the height I get at 145 mm-hmm. or 150. Uh, going up to 155, guys will be a little more my size so i like the idea of having that reach and stuff so uh, i don't know did you um, definitely play it by ear did you change anything about your strength and conditioning because from your first fight um like in this fight you look good in this fight as far as like body size like you look fucking strong and ripped Thank whereas you. in the jason cruz fight you kind of just looked a little skinny mm. Not, i don't mean that just oh, that's cool. Absolutely. i just noticed that like it seems like you've been working on getting stronger and at, at 145, 155, and like you said, with your height, I think you, you know, you, like, honestly, I, I didn't know how strong you were going to be in that fight. Like, I thought my boy might might have been strong, and I don't mean that disrespect. No, that's but, fine, know, absolutely. different perspectives. Sure, that's like his weight. I feel like he's definitely more comfortable than that. You know, there. so I was like, oh, I, you should be stronger, you know? But in that fight, your, your strength looked just as formidable, you know? Um, so it made me think, like, damn, he could maybe be a beast at this weight class. You know what I mean? Like, he was looking beastly. Like, you made my friend look small, kind of. You know? Like, I know he's shorter than you, yeah. but we originally perceived him as the thicker yeah. thicker guy. And then the you first know? round came and you took him down. And I went, yeah, and oh, he was looking all thick and shit. And I was like, damn, that's not the same Hancho when he, when he did yeah. the Muay Thai, you know? So, I mean, yeah, you could tell that you've been evolving and you're in that, you're in that right trajectory. You know what I mean? He went off on a whole tangent. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what the, you know. So, no. anything changed during your strength and conditioning? Oh, the, yeah. oh, yeah, that's what it was. That yeah, was yeah, no, um, yeah, I said what I noticed. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, it's just in terms of like, like even now we're still like developing like the training style, like the camp, if you yeah. will. Like, there's just so many people putting so many different perspectives into it that I feel like just the the level of the training kind of put me in great shape. Like, uh, oh, so it happened naturally. It, that's how it was more naturally than anything. Or, I wasn't even like, man, that's crazy because that's a significant. Difference. I was I was focusing mostly on cardio and then um, <laughs> weight training and and MMA working off the wall and standing. Like that was really the idea. No weight training. No. No, I it was just we oh, we put in a lot of time, and there was a lot of calisthenics within like the cardio working out. So wow. I, I feel like, and we were doing that for like eight weeks. Like, we were training hard, man. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I feel like there was something else you said I wanted to touch on, but I forgot. Um, I mentioned the strength and conditioning, the difference. I don't know if that rings any bells, but I mentioned. Uh, oh, in terms of the weight cut, honestly, in terms of I I, I felt like just sorry, just because yeah. the uh, the level of training, like the weight cut, was ridiculously easy. Like just nice. I got to yeah, one fifty pretty easily. So I'm I'm honestly, if I do have to cut a little bit, you know, I'm five pounds off, you know, yeah. or or at the day of I was one forty nine, so I'm four pounds off yeah. from fighting one forty five. If I really have to, I don't like the idea of getting that low, but you have the day before weigh-ins, yeah, yeah. you know. Well, they still exist. If those go away, that would suck. So, only because they're getting real strict with the weight cutting rules, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of new changes coming. They ban the IV, mm. which makes to, sense because they get crazy. But yeah. you know, and they were using that to mask certain things. Yeah, and that definitely um, encouraged and favored huge weight cuts. Did mm. you guys watch now, the Ultimate? Sorry, did you watch Nothing. the new Ultimate Fighters and been watching it? No, that was incredible. I haven't watched the Ultimate. That was some, incredible. There's some premiere. questionable guys there though. I don't know if they found anything new. Uh, yeah, some guys did seem pretty uh, big and, and ripped and shit. Um, but then again, we haven't seen light heavies in a while. Because that crossed my mind, and then I thought about it. I just mean, I just mean the condition. I, you know, I could spot a fucking user a mile away. 
but just saying. I guess we'll find out because once again, the UFC, um, that's the hardest place to get away with it. So oh, these these fucking yeah, they uh, got chemists are like they got magicians. Did you see what shit. happened with the new? But um, not all these guys have the money or the connections. You know what I mean? The Russians just all, so the whole Russian hockey team doing it. tested positive for uh, PEDs. It's just terrible. Every sport, not even just sports, just the the acting world. They're all on. Oh, it makes me laugh when they go like you, Jackman. You ever see you, Jackman, in the um, Days of Future Past? He's fucking gigantically ripped and like veins popping. Yeah, people out. don't know like that's like, not. And they think he's like, oh, so tell me what how, what was your diet like? Well, I intermittent fasted. Oh, and then I ate Diana Ball for breakfast and took fucking Tren. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it almost. Um, yeah, like a fifty-year-old man supposed to look like that. Good job, guys. It's, it's so almost ridiculous. just not fair. Sometimes it's like motherfuckers. We gotta do shit the hard way. <laughs> Because even even the shit that's within the loophole, like Nick, Nick Diaz makes that good point. Um, he's always bitched about it for years, but recently it just really dawned on me as a competitor, as a martial artist. Like, that shit sucks. Like, I, I'm i completely natural. Like, there's supplements you can get away with, but they still definitely charge you to fuck up, you yeah. know? And he's just like, yo, I don't take none of that shit. He's like, <laughs> he's like, why you think I'm so fucking skinny all the time? Well, the, new, like, the, new, um, the new rulings, they pretty much get rid of everything. God, who just who just popped that was taken off? Oh, D. D Leota Machida? Yeah, he was oh, taking yeah. DHEA, which isn't that, you know, I guess it could be a testosterone. It boosts testosterone, but it's just a regular hormone. It's not. What he like was doing was um, DHEA. Something that he thought was previously allowed out of competition, which recently became, you know, illegal also out of competition. Yeah. Before it was only. They should put, they should, did they put any note? Uh, note it changes some all the time where I mean some guys don't keep up with it there's a hard list to keep track of um, but either way like we know what's up he, you know he fucked up he probably thought he could get away with it and he's like oh shit I'm not gonna get away with it cause he just snitched on himself two days before really? <laughs> yeah that's what happened Leona Machida basically he said I'm gonna come up dirty <laughs> that's exactly what he said he blew up his own up. spot that's said, I'm hilarious. sorry Dana I'm not showing up Saturday just, I, I thought I I'd really let see, you know <laughs> I don't really see DHEA as a every man over 30 should be taking DHEA um, so. You know, um, in the low levels of the amateur world, you don't really, I guess, see a lot of that. Um, see what? Because at first, you know, like the steroid users, yes, per do. se. I mean, yes, you do and don't. What, I, actually, what I'm getting at is that. actually where you see it the most. <laughs> when I would hang out with some of the pros, I would hang out with some of the higher level guys. They would just tell me horror stories. They're like, yeah, all these fucking guys on steroids. And da da da. And they was like, you'll know, because they feel different. They have a unique feel. And um, I never came across that until that one guy yeah. at this one tournament. <laughs> Yo, oh, the one I, that got... I, can, I still remember it vividly. Like, yeah, I really think he was on fucking steroids. Oh, well, like, yeah. And I then he freaked out after he lost. I have takedown defense. And this dude just literally grabbed me and just put me on the ground. <laughs> hey, <laughs> like, just, you go here. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, what the fuck? And then he got... It was just crazy. And then he ran off. He, like, remembered... Yeah, and then he showed so many other signs. He, I don't know what he was upset about, but they tried to award him a medal. And he fucking like threw the metal across the table, flipped out on the people at shit, walked out, came back five minutes later, all rosy, like nothing happened, all cheerful and shit. He had like I don't know, rages. That was like, cool. that is questionable. Um, what kind of what tournament was this? It was uh, a good fight. This was oh yeah, it was a good fight. Good yeah, fight. Yeah. It was the uh, the first guy I fought. He beat me and shit, and uh, it was just crazy. He just held me down. And what's funny is we watched his, all his other fights, and he did that to everybody that day. And then I seen these guys he did it to fight other people, and they had so much. Different, yeah, you know, um, different defense. Like they seemed formal, but they seemed like they knew what they was doing. So it was weird. You know, I don't know if he was a steroids. Maybe uh, you know he was just on that day. Um, but 
it's definitely a problem. Like it's it's more of a problem, well, especially than, in the BJJ world. Real, yeah, that was crazy. Did you guys they, see? I was talking to you Dave, about Polaris three. Did you see how big Husamar is now? Yeah, he's, he's huge. Always he's big. always been ridiculous though. But now that he's able to do whatever that's, he wants, honestly, exactly. that's all of them. I don't even mean to call them out because it's like they're not being tested for it, so they're not breaking the rules. But uh, you got all those guys like Hadolfo Vieira. Are you kidding me, Andrew bro? Gabo. That guy is yeah, a right. monster. Andre Galval. Yeah, yeah exactly. Is literally like, he looks a, like a gorilla man. He, kinda, that, he can place first in a Mr. Olympia contest. He is huge. That's what yeah, I think about all, it because but to, to join their world, you have to, to get. Yeah, you know, but, you that's know, what I hate. But it's like an arms race. And it's not advocate. against the rule. You can't. I don't. I don't even <laughs> remotely have any negative feelings towards them because the fact of the matter is, it's not against the rules. And They're mutants. To be devil's advocate, it doesn't really help them. I mean. You saw Gary Tone destroy Husamar. Yeah. Husamar's gigantic. <laughs> Gary Tone just ripping. If Husamar didn't roll out of bounds, he would have ripped his, his fucking knee apart. Mm. He oh. had him in a deep ass uh, reverted heel hook. Yo, that that grip strength. <laughs> I'll never forget that. That motherfucker. Yeah, I guess he had a horrible experience. <laughs> no, it was just so like, weird, bro. Like it made me think of what a lot of people said. They was like, "Yo, no," because they they don't feel like other people. Like you, you felt people give their hundred aggression. You know, you know what it feels like. You know, it was like it feels. Superhuman. So I don't know. You ever felt that? You ever felt like you came across someone? You was like, yeah, I think that guy's on steroids. Not. Don't say names, but I'm just saying. Have you ever definitely, experienced definitely. something like that? There's. I, I. I don't know. Honestly, I can't say there's like. Yeah, I guess they would have to be the case because I have some guys I can think of rolling with in the past <laughs> where they're just ridiculously strong and they're in ridiculously good shape, almost just too no good a shape. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But uh. Again, in terms of like feeling any negativeness towards it, I don't feel anything because it's like it's not against the rules. In terms of like MMA and stuff, they know and then they blow up their own spots or then they test positive. Like Anderson Silva testing positive a couple years ago. That was weird. That, that was, was ridiculous. I couldn't even those guys. Really, and that's against the rules, and they know how much it just destroys yeah, yeah. everything. I couldn't yeah, really t- hold it against Silva though because of he took it because of his leg. It does, yeah, it does help him feel faster. Very true. So, but uh. I don't know, the drug he was taking was Astron, which is a, a contest prep drug, and he's always looked the same, so I don't know if he, I'm pretty sure he was on it for his whole career. I, that's, that's what I want to know. It's a is, lean drug. Has he always been on it? Yeah, I would say Because I yeah. assume he took it for the healing, too. So at first, I didn't judge him. Like, ah, you know, if I could heal a little quicker, I might, you know, I might take some shit, too. It's just a question like, just for healing, You know what I mean? But he wasn't honest about it. He tried to say it was, um, you know... Um, a, a drug like do you know the story with what he said couldn't he say he couldn't get it up so he yeah. took yeah, something like that like Viagra or something also, for erectile dysfunction that also, happens to have steroids in it no. they're like well which one he was like this no <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> like how did fuck you on don't his know? defense he had I'm no prescription to turn again that a lot of these um the, the uh, knockoff brand Viagra's and stuff that you, you can actually get Viagra in the gas stations that sell those um, oh, yeah, I know that's real Viagra and shit but they do have trace amounts they've tested they have trace amounts of steroids so it could be that actually happened to him. I'm just playing devil's advocate. What about Frank Mir? Frank Mir recently popped. And, yeah. Uh, well, no, oh, you heard idiot. his excuse? No, what was that? <laughs> he said, um, he hinted that, he was like, I have no re- uh, knowledge at all of taking steroids for any reason. So he was like, so I assume it must have come from eating kangaroo meat. He was like, because I hear the kangaroos get all jacked up steroids. So I was like, oh, okay, well, if that's the case... Can you give us a list of restaurants so we could go test the meats and maybe clear you? He was like, oh, no, I visit too many restaurants. How many restaurants have kangaroo meat? <laughs> you know what I mean? And not so even that. I definitely, something's fishy. And he's popped in the past. And not even that, huge. but you don't, if an animal is on 
hormones, which every one of our cows are that we consume, yeah, yeah, everyone true. would be popping. Yeah, fucking Shamrock popped recently. Yeah, that's I. I feel that. like that's. Uh, I feel like he looks like he's just who else popped Kimbo. At the same event. Oh, Kimbo drained from steroids, which is funny because they announced Kimbo on another fight. I guess he didn't get suspended. Because who cares? <laughs> yeah, he's fighting James Thompson again, is he? Yeah, yeah. How the fuck is he doing he that? Blew up his right, ear. He just popped. I remember when he blew up his ear that first time. I think they get a three strike, right? Isn't it just like it could be the different rules because I know UFC has a lot of their yeah, own. Yeah, I feel like you're stuff. always suspended, regardless of like the yeah. strikes are only just how long you're suspended for. I'll look it up, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. continue talking. I'll look it up as we go. The third one's the what is it? Four years or whatever? Some ridiculous two years. Uh, two years, I think. I gotta ask you. Uh, let's go back to um, the fights and stuff like that. Um, before the fight, there was some shit talking on Facebook. Um, the interview was fun, interesting when we did the press conference. Um, now that the fight's over with, like, give us a little, um, be a little intimate with us and like, tell us what was going through your mind when you had to sit across a guy who was talking that much shit. Like, he's my boy, but he was talking a lot of shit. <laughs> no, the honest thing. How did that affect you psychologically? I don't know. I felt very comfortable when I went there. I, I told I was talking to a couple people before, especially my dad, I was telling, cause I don't know, helps me get through a lot of this stuff. He's the guy yeah. who I break stuff down with. And, uh. I remember telling him I was excited to go because I I, for, I wasn't sure like size wise what he looked like, and so regardless of what went down, at least I'd get to see him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was excited about going to the press conference, and then uh, once I went, one I got to see him and I saw he was I had a good size on him. Two, because at least at first when he's talking about knocking me out and stuff, it's like all right, this guy you know maybe he has some hands. But I saw him and I know you shouldn't put a lot of weight into it, but he wasn't as big as like for instance yeah. Neil. You know right. I like I, I put a lot of people I compare a lot of people to Neil. He's my main training <laughs> partner. He's a big guy. He hits like a train. So I knew he wasn't at least going to hit like Neil. And uh, and that's when I saw him uh, initially. But then when we started talking and stuff, I don't know. I got the feeling he was like trying to like convince himself a little bit. You know what I mean? Like I really did. Like he was really just digging some of those insults. <laughs> and um, He was selling it, man. And honestly, none of them really got to me. The only thing that was confusing, at one point he's like, I train with people who win worlds or something like that. And I was like, all right, I have no idea what he's talking about, but sweet. <laughs> Yeah, and that I, was like I was I, I was more like confused by it, but no, every other part of it, I, I couldn't help but be convinced that he was like, like convincing himself a little bit. So I felt yeah. very. If anything, I walked away from that feeling incredibly comfortable. Yeah, I definitely um seen that that tide turn a couple times during that interview. Like now that it's after the fact, um, I could talk about it intimately. Um, <laughs> it was almost weird. Like he starts going off, he's talking shit, he's going in, he's, you see his energy, he's, he's feeling it. Then all of a sudden, like you said, um. I guess you just hit him with a couple responses. I could tell that, like, in my opinion, he was trying to get into your skin, but I think mm. you got under his skin at least two times. That's sick. All you right. know, like, his body language <laughs> changed, and he almost looked, like, really bothered, you know? Mm. And I just find that so interesting. You know, doing what I do, a lot of it is because I'm passionate about the fight world, and um, I got some shits and giggles out of that, just watching that, and I was like, oh, shit, look at this psychology of these two fuckers. <laughs> I was like, this one's trying to get on this one, he buffed his own feathers. <laughs> this is great rebuttals. Like, that interview was a lot of fun. Thanks, boy. How did you feel, last. like, did you, because obviously you're being attacked, but it almost like you contr- you kind of controlled that engagement, like the shit talking kind of, you know? Uh, did you feel that? Did you notice that? Or you were just like, because a lot of it, too, also looked like you were trying not to absorb a lot of it. And you were trying to almost ignore it. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. But every now and then, you were like, what? <laughs> you know, you just had to give a button. I was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> this is kind of backfiring. Right? No, that was one That's thing. That's how I felt. Like, that was uh-oh. one thing, if you notice, I, I deliberately didn't look at him. Because it's like, <laughs> I'm not trying to get caught up on looking at him, him staring at me, me staring yeah. at him. You know what I mean? And that way, I was able to think about it, kind of like separate myself from the actual instance like that we were talking back and Dude. forth. But... uh 
I'm sorry. What was the uh, the psychology? Like, did you feel like in control of that engagement? Because uh, he was trying to get in your skin, man. He almost that was to get the, flushed. I just tried to make sure not to not to get too caught up on it. Like, worst comes to worst. In anything like that, you know, you just don't say anything. You just sit there and let him say whatever he's going to say. And I usually just try to stick to the facts. Like, even when I was talking, I, 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 I even talking about jiu-jitsu. I remember bringing up jiu-jitsu, and he was sure he was <clears throat> going to smash me with jiu-jitsu. And then I said, I thought I had better jiu-jitsu than him. And then I went back and I said, you know what? He may be of purple belt level, but I just feel like I have a couple things that are going to surprise him. You know, I try to be as realistic as possible because it doesn't help you being all hot-headed. And, mm-hmm. and you know, yeah. <laughs> even if you're just saying it, saying those things, I feel like get in your head a little bit, you know? Yeah, you so, add pressure to yourself. Exactly. And it just, yeah. and that's that's the last thing you want to do. It's already a pressure situation. Yeah. But uh, no, I felt very good. Like I said, like it, I just couldn't help but get the feeling he was trying to convince himself. So yeah. I don't know if I necessarily felt like I was dictating anything. I feel like I was trying to respond to him. Yeah. So I'm trying, kind of letting him lead the way with the conversation. But In a uh, relaxed manner. I tried to, and that was a focus. It's I I tried like, to make sure I did not get excited. Yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely. Yeah, that worked effectively. Cause I never seen some shit like that. <laughs> you know, I was just sitting there like, oh shit, like this is, this is interesting. You know, because um, that's what he's trying to do. You know, he's trying yeah, to get in your head. Yeah. So you, <laughs> It, you know, my, my boy, um, that's what he does. He's definitely one of those people. He's vocal. Um, but me personally, I guess I would feel like I'd go in and out. I might be vocal. I might not. But one thing is sometimes I look at people and I just know what guys not to shit, talk shit to. And I just feel like you're one of those guys that all you're going to do is inspire the shit out of you. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I wasn't going to say that. My boy is going to do what he does. That's how he, he gets in his mode for his fights. But the whole time, I couldn't help but thinking, like, damn, this is a bad idea. Like, this is... A really bad idea to like inspire you to want to win. <laughs> you know? that, that's because you're one of those guys. You could tell you take you take it really serious, and you you make sure you you don't just take it serious. You also seek out all that extra. That's you know what, what I'm mean? saying, man. <laughs> that's funny. I was God, just about to say that. You can't do that. Too, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like the, that's one thing I try. Like that's one thing that just happens. Like with jujitsu, or even like especially with MMA and the kickboxing, is I try to like step back and like appreciate the whole idea of what the hell yeah. is even going on. You know, no, ninety-five percent of people never fight somebody in a ring. If probably yeah. less than that. Yeah. You know, so I'm trying to appreciate the whole aspect of it. So, sure, he's talking shit to me, but the idea that we're shit talking <laughs> is so ridiculously yeah, sick. Yeah, I'm about yeah. to fight this dude. You know, yeah, on a Saturday yeah. night in a room filled with people yeah. for a belt. You know. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Sweet. He could shit talk me. And I'll yeah, feed yeah. right into it because, like, you need that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I like the whole aspect of it. Like, the battle. He yeah. he gave me a good, like, uh, like um, uh, oh, scratch or gouge or yeah. whatever, like, yeah. on top of my head. Yeah, yeah. And it was totally cool because it, like, fed into the fight. Like, the <laughs> fact that it was a battle, it wasn't easy. You know, that is sick. It's much better than not saying that I would have, but let's say I would have caught him right off the bat. It wouldn't have been nearly yeah. as awesome. Like, the fact that he came close, I came close. <laughs> Like, the whole aspect, every single part of it, all the little details, like, you need them because that's the whole experience, man. Did you uh, see that post I made about that picture with you guys? Yes. That 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 moment right there sticks in my head a lot. I fucking love that picture. Yo, that, that was a good picture. You could tell how freaking white yeah, I am. You could tell <laughs> you two <laughs> had the utmost respect for each other. You know, like, right there, everything that happened before that just led to the moment where you two know you gave it your all. You know what I mean? Shit like that. People don't understand. Um, tell the folks what the picture was of. Oh, I'm sorry. It was um, it was it was Justin congratulating. Mm-hmm. You know, it was um, you had just won, you had just got the submission, and he came over. And you guys just hugged each other like good fight, good job, you know, good shit. And um, it was just crazy because you both looked completely exhausted, like you didn't have another ounce of energy. <laughs> Bro, I was spent. You guys were bloody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, you could just see all the emotions trapped in this one second in time, and um, it just says a lot. Before I I took. 
you know, I debuted that same card. So before that, I always imagined what it would feel like, you know, from hearing the stories, from watching it, from being within it, helping guys train. I've seen them go through the emotions. But with that fight, I went through the emotions. So that, that picture says, you know, it means a lot more to me now because I, I felt that pressure. I felt, you know, like I did my share of shit talking, you know what I'm saying? Like in my interview, I didn't uh, necessarily paint it colorfully, you know, but... I was still like, yeah, you know, as long as my footwork, I'll be fine. I'm I wish that like kid would have showed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, because we got that confidence, we got that visual in our heads. And um, but then when it came to the fight, it was like, holy shit, I gotta back this shit up now. Absolutely. I saw these tickets. I don't want to look stupid from people. Absolutely. You know? And you gotta get um, work done, man. Absolutely, man. Yeah. So I felt that relief when when I got my hand raised. I was like, yes, I got the job done. You know, and you guys, like I thought, mine mine would turn out to be way more difficult than I expected. So I could just imagine what yours must have felt like. You know, MMA is so much more challenging. You had a guy on top of you resisting uh, defeat. And the whole time you're you're seeking it and pursuing it. That's it's crazy. It's like fucking two modern day samurais. You know, that was some real samurai shit. It was it You know, was some guys awesome go there and they man. fucking hug each other and stall for five rounds. No. You know, you were trying to choke him and he was trying to pound your face. <laughs> like, you guys, you guys are some fucking warriors, man. Thank I have you. a lot of respect for that, honestly. I expected a good fight. I expected uh, a more mixed fight, like a little bit of stand-up, a little bit of grappling. I expected to just turn to this crazy fucking high-level jiu-jitsu match. But um, it definitely delivered on the excitement and the, just the story behind it, epicness. So, got to clap to that. You know, Thank you, you very much, man. You know, Justin, if you're listening, love you, buddy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was badass. Uh, I felt so bad, man. That got to be terrible to, to, to lose and then lose such a big match. I didn't even know how to act afterwards. It was almost like when someone... Uh, Losing someone close to them, you know, like it's like someone just died. Like I didn't even know what to say. I was just like, no, I can only. You, you I, I absolutely can respect you know that, man. You, I you think put a lot of work. You hug it. and you give him a yeah. space. That's all you can do is like. Yeah, I think I sometimes it's worse like, when you say something. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. You'll get a next time chant. Like, yeah, like I hope he he didn't take it the wrong way because I didn't have much talk. But it's not like sometimes all you do is need the person to be there with for you. you know? Yeah, I came you over, know? I gave him a hug, told him I love him, told him I respect him. You know what I mean? And you got to give him the room to be upset. You know, yeah, I hate when people do that space. where they try to like, no, don't be mad. It's like, dude, do me a favor, let me be mad. Yeah, for a it's little like bit, you got to mourn, be a little upset. Through his phases, like that helps you make sure that that shit doesn't happen again. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've only seen him once since then because he got sick right after. I got sick too. I caught the flu like fucking couple days later. So we're, I'm glad it didn't happen before. <laughs> Fuck, man, going to fight. Well, honestly, the one thing that uh, I'm happy didn't turn into anything was maybe the last day of sparring. And it was a couple of days earlier, actually. It was the last day of sparring because this happened. But uh, I slipped into one of Neil's shots, like a cross or something. Mm. And he blasted me in the nose. And I'm pretty sure I fractured it because my, <laughs> my eyes got all black and everything. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. I'll show you a picture before and both my eyes are black. And so I'm going up to this fight. And I'm like, this dude's going to hit me in the nose. And it's going to be over. This, that, and the other thing. Like, I'm bugging out about my nose this entire right. time, right? And we lay off sparring and stuff. And I remember one of the days we were even do- just doing grappling, like, positions. And, like, the slightest touch. Like, my nose would bug out. And it was like, oh. Like, I would get a headache and stuff. Did you bleed? And, uh, yeah. Bleed. My, I would get, again, the headaches was the part that got to me. Like, deep headaches. And I was like, yeah, oh, my nose is some screwed. tissue in the very least, at least up in there. And so we get to the fight or whatever. The fight happens. After the fight's over, I'm upstairs, and one of the coaches, Anthony LaDonna, comes upstairs, and he's like, so how's your nose? And I'm like, my nose? <laughs> I didn't even think about my freaking nose, man. Word. And luckily, he didn't. The, the one huge shot was to the head, you know? Yeah. Like, if I think about it, he didn't hit me in the nose. Or maybe if he did, it was straight adrenaline, but, yeah. like, that is sick. Like, That's I one of tell my you uh, hidden was. fears. It's not breaking my nose. 
but forgetting not to blow my nose after you break it. It's almost a reaction. That shit literally like creeps on my mind sometimes. And I've never broken my nose, Mm. but I've been there for these injuries, you know? Who was that um, during the live event? It was UFC. We actually see him blow his nose and his eyes. Oh, that was Eddie Alvarez. Was Eddie Alvarez? one of the really bad recent ones. Both of us just puffed up. I also have... Uh, I've seen that happen to a couple. I've seen it happen fucking at one of Bobby's shows. Um, My ex-girlfriend, when she fought... (laughs) she broke the girl's oh, nose yeah, with a yeah, fucking yeah, head yeah. kick and right after the fight the girl blew her nose and I felt so bad her shit oh. just swelled up uh, girl was a warrior she gave a heart I have um, you know it's funny you mentioned that nose I'm sorry yeah, say what you're saying then I'll, I'll say what you're saying nah, when you get a chance I have the, sh- the results for the punishments of Shamrock and Kimbo alright so yeah bring that uh, in so and we'll like they in. said uh, it's still pending but the typical maximum penalty is uh, in Texas because I guess it's not going to cross states Okay, so that's why he's probably out of the fight right now is a ninety day suspension and a five thousand dollar fine. Ninety days, and, that's it? and after that, I think it's uh, it's also not going to cross state boundaries, so you can fight wherever. Interesting. Interesting. So just keep you can you can do it. You can get test positive fifty times. You just keep going state to state. Um, no, I'm pretty. But that's isn't that the way it works with like? Yeah, that's but, everybody. Nevada but usually too. they usually work together yeah. though, so you can't do that. Yeah, I've heard that. They'll they'll say like, yeah, you can still fight in our organization, but they'll be like, no. So no, that means UFC suspensions is a little bit of their own shit too, because there's the minimum is uh, yeah, a but year. They're gonna if you test twice, they're trying to make it. You know, you increase. The yeah, sentence. but nobody, even if you test UFC and then you don't test positive in like Vegas, they'll still not. They still won't let you fight. They all stick together as a corporation. Yeah. yeah. Um, back to what we were saying before that. Uh, the nose thing you were talking about, funny, funny stuff. I guess uh, I haven't spoke so. We'll tell the fans. <laughs> it was a little embarrassing. But, yo, I had some rough spots, too, during my week right before the fight. I had a similar situation on the nose. During spar camp, going hard a few times, a couple guys caught me right on the button. And so it was all fucked up. Really badly bruised or something. Like, the slightest touch, like you said, my shit would just freak out. Mm. I didn't bleed, so I guess it was um, a lot of bone bruise. You probably had both. Um, so maybe it was worse, but... I know I was concerned about it, and I was just like, fuck, I really hope I don't get hit right on the button, and I kept, like, brushing off, not thinking about it, brushing off, and then my fucking coach, <laughs> crazy coach, right before I go out, this fucker headbutts me to get me hyped, and it was just awkward timing, you know, I wasn't ready, I didn't expect the headbutt, boom, <laughs> your headbutts me right on my fucking bruised nose, and I'm thinking in my head, like, chill, coach, <laughs> you about to, like, like, I have forgot about my nose, and I instantly remember once he fucking nicked That me. sucks. And um, no one knew about the nose, because I never told nobody. It was one of those things where, like, there was a couple things out, like, I had a couple little um, your moments where I got banged, yeah, I fucked my left foot up, like, two weeks before, I kicked an elbow. Uh, the first week of fight camp, we had just moved into a new school, and I used to do these step-in sidekicks against the wall, you know, but in the new school, it's fucking pure cement, so I misjudged the padding, and I fucking kicked right through padding, and my shit was bad, I was like limping in and out of class for a couple of weeks. Mm, um, that sucks. Um, you know, it was my first fight, I just hoped to go in there okay, and then I get through all those stupid little tiny little minor injuries, and I'm thinking, cool, alright, I could get through this, and... I had fucking diarrhea all fucking day of my fight. You know, I don't know if it was nerves or if it was food poisoning because I questioned the night before at like midnight I couldn't sleep. So I'm like, yo, let's go get an omelet. And I had an avocado and uh, From which spinach. diner? Which diner? 
Um, Santa Maria's down there. Yeah, you got you got food poisoning. Yeah, they probably gave me some old ass fucking avocados spoiled or something. You know, through that sucks. Like, when you have stuff. a when you have a reputation like yeah. that, it's like oh yeah, probably food poisoning. Every <laughs> single thing I ate, you know, I got I released it. So I literally went to that fight with just what, like I, I called one of my homies. I didn't want my coaches to know. I didn't want no one else to freak. I'm an energy guy. Yeah, I feel like if everyone else knows this, now I got five people concentrating on this negative. And they're energy. all gonna bring it up like you, you feeling yeah, all right. Yeah, you know. So I, I was like, no, let me just not say shit. Mm. But I called my one boy who's you know he's been around. I'm like, yo, what the fuck do I do? You know, he's like, it's nothing you could do but just stay hydrated. He's like, you're not going to be able to, like, get no food, energy, carbs, stay hydrated. And lucky thing, it worked out. Cause I still had that cardio <laughs> to do that foot. Um, Bro, that, it was fun. That was one thing about the nose, like, especially when it got close to the fight, it kind of got me excited. It was like, all right, now it's a shootout. Like, I can't get hit in the nose. I got to get ready to yeah, work. Like, it like got me crazy right? excited. And But the thing was, the day of the fight, I didn't even think about I, it. That's hilarious. I, I think that's I know that feeling. When you feel a little vulnerable, yeah. it fucking brings the best out yeah, of me. Yeah, it's like I'm ready to like, rock and roll. Yeah, Let's now I know how to hurt this guy fast, early. I got to compensate. I, I, yeah, man. Some of the best moments um, was when I know we in some hard spar match and I have something I feel vulnerable about. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it makes you go. You work harder. It's almost like you try to protect that wound. You know, you got to tap into it. Like you, you got to protect it by being aggressive. Almost exactly. Like I realized that to jump back to to risk more in order to absolutely and to jump back to training with Neil again is like he he is super aggressive. He stays on it. He has heavy kicks. So in order to keep him from attacking, you got to keep him on his heels. So I have to constantly be you know, and you can't get sloppy. You know, it really like we made it work, man, because we didn't even have that many partners. I really trained with Neil. Uh, I got a guy we trained with Chris the Clam Chris Lamont he did a, a Muay Thai fight for Bobby um, a guy I trained with Nick Galuccio Evan Flores like rolling I trained with a lot of people I guess in terms of rolling but in terms of sparring we had like maybe four guys I like to get beat up in fight camps Sounds like a personal problem. Honestly, <laughs> no. like I, I like pushing quick. it, but those like every injury you get, it's like, is this going to be the one that? Yeah, that's screws bad. You, I don't you know? mean to um, overtrain or go over hard. Like you got to rest in between. But I guess um, I should elaborate back to something you said uh, prior. Uh, I forgot. I'm sorry. I forgot his name. But you was like, this guy hit me, and you know he's fucking got to be the hardest guy. You know the hardest hit I ever had to take. Like I gauged the fear of the fight based on how many times I got my ass whooped in training. Absolutely. You know, like... It's never going to be as hard as practice. Exactly. I That's can't tell you how many times they told me that. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many times wanted, my coaches yeah. told me that to make me feel better, and it's like, I don't want to hear that, bro. Because yeah. you're in the middle of doing something that's ridiculous. You're about to throw up. You've been yeah. doing this thing for an hour and a half, and it's like, no, this is going to be as hard. This is... Uh, the fight's going to be nowhere near this hard. It's like, that's not... It's I'm still doing this right now. You realize, like, this still yeah. sucks. During the hard like, sparring, bro, oh. there was good days. You know, there was days where I did real well and I was able to uh, avoid ass whoopings. And then there was days I got ass whoopings. But the last sparring session, right before my fight, they took me to a boxing gym. And that was like a whole nother shit, uh, you know, because I'm used to going with the mixed guys. So there's time that gets wasted and circling and filling out and kicks, punches, punches, kicks. But I got thrown in there with just straight boxer, a little ass boxing ring. And um, I was pretty much a punching bag for all those rounds, you know. And when it was over, it felt great. Like, it was weird. I found that moment where I finally, you know, after enough battles, I accepted this is part of the process. And it didn't hurt my confidence. I was actually happy because I was just like, whatever I face next week, it can't be worse than that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this dude just fucking wailed on me, you know? And yeah. I was grateful for whatever shots I got. And that helped because when I got in there, that fucking kid did a whole bunch of shit we didn't expect. Like... He didn't touch gloves. I don't know. Did you see watch some of the fights? Did you happen to see the fight? Uh, no, no. I saw your fights off of your highlights. 
All right, so all right, so you don't even know how it went. When we went in there, we didn't even get to touch gloves. I took one step forward and I went to touch gloves, and he fucking kicks me in my stomach uh, and threw a four or five punch <laughs> combo. Really? And just pushed me straight against the fence to try to like land knees and just crazy combo. And immediately shit hit the fan, but I felt calm as fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember thinking, how the fuck did I get against this cage so fast? You're looking stupid in front of everybody. Get to work. You know what I mean? But on the same note, um, I don't know. I, basically. When the fight was over, I was really grateful for that experience I had at the boxing gym a week prior. You know, getting beat so bad, so many heavy... And I knowing mean, you still got like a couple rounds in you. Absolutely. my body. Like, there was so many times I thought about breaking. And I was like, okay, I'm too hurt to fight back. Cause, I mean, you know, I'm not used to that. As of going up against a boxer, you know, that was his bread and butter. He was just going to the body, going to the body, going to yeah. the body. So he really, um, he really worked me over. And I was so grateful for it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That shit really helped, you know? A couple no, you years, rely on those times, man. Yeah, those couple, rough times. A couple years back, it affected me differently. Um, I was preparing for a judo tournament, and one of my best training partners, a guy who's like so good, like he was my gauge because he beat my ass so many times and taught me so many things. He was hurt for a while. So for a while, I was just dominating too much. Just dominating, dominating. Thought I was hot shit. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to fuck people up at this tournament. I fucking score eight pounds every day. Let's go. You know what I mean? And then my boy comes back uh, two weeks before the tournament. And I don't score another takedown for two weeks. <laughs> Yo, I almost fucking, like, I've never in my life felt so broken. I was just like, I suck. I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> like, how, how how can I step into this tournament? I have literally not scored a single takedown in two weeks. Been thrown, like, 30 times a day by this one guy, you know? And uh, he completely broke my confidence. And then going to the tournament, once I showed up, I looked around at all these guys, and I was like, Yo, this is great. Like, I don't have to fight the dude that just fucked me up for two weeks. I was bro. like, this is going to be nothing. And then I went and I just smoked these guys. You know what I mean? Bro, that's the truth, I love man. that. You got to have... You have to train with beasts. Like, yeah. you have to train with tough guys, man. To. They make things a little smoother. <laughs> everybody I train with is... It's, uh, most of the time, I'm not training with guys my size. Like, everybody I trained with was above 160 for this camp almost. Except one guy. This guy, Galuccio, that I was training with. But, um... Yeah, like you got to train with those guys because it's never as hard as practice, man. That's the whole idea. And you learn, um, and you know, shit that that is so valuable. Like they've experienced battles for so many years or decades, so they could give you a little extra tips about certain things you wouldn't know until that situation happened. Absolutely, you know. And you get put in situations like you're nasty with that guard retention and just with that defense like the way you work your hips underneath guys can't really get no decent ground and pounding and um that came just out of survival like you know you had to survive this fucking fight camp mm. um that's just that's just awesome exactly exactly you know, like because i had a lot had bigger guys than justin throwing bombs at me you know yeah. what i mean and these guys are probably hungry they were really pushing you you know absolutely man. that shit is awesome <laughs> that's one thing that ended up taking i didn't realize until the end and honestly i'm not terribly like upset about it but footlocks no footlocks there no only straight footlocks and knee bars that's why i went for the knee bar tell me about it yeah he he, he hates those rules that's <laughs> this guy he is oh man he gets upset when he goes to play he's like we're no fucking knee hooks <laughs> no but honestly like, the only reason i'm uh happy about it is because i feel like it allowed like i wouldn't have wanted to dig for them too much you yeah. know so it was good that i knew i couldn't go for him so i had the you know, work my rubber guard and stuff. Because I don't know who who's to say I wouldn't have just dug for you know a heel hook. You know, I was so. disappointed when I found out they took out work? elbows um, to the body out of the rules. Now that USKBA is running jackhammer, yeah, no, I was, was a little disappointed. 
Because that's some good bread and butter, man. When I, like, eventually I plan to go to MMA, I was going to use that all day. Yeah. I find that so effective. That, yeah, half guard, you deliver some elbows to a guy's ribs. Bro, that's like, why I'm, I'm excited about. whatever he thinks he's going to do. That. Pro at some point with that rubber guard, elbows to the head, yeah. peace. I will uh, literally yeah. sit there and elbow yeah. somebody in the head. That's yeah. all right. <laughs> things like that, I don't understand why it's not more common in MMA. That's like bread and butter. Like, there's some good ground and pound with elbows, hammer fists, and, and you know, short elbows. But then you see guys that only want to posture up and rain bombs. Yeah. Take those short shots. Pin the guy a little bit. The king of short know. shots was Brock Lesnar. See, oh, the yeah. masturbation fists, yeah. bro. He was the king of them, man. <laughs> How would you... Um, he killed Randy like Couture with them, your man. Body games. Fucking bounce your head off of <laughs> it, um, You're going to go on to MMA. So eventually, one day, you're going to be on top of somebody. Uh, what would you say is um, your preference? You're still going to be... Jiu-jitsu heavy, or are you gonna be? Uh, do you look into ground and pound? And oh, striking! I know I'm definitely into striking, but for the sake of submissions. I mean, unless like I like getting the back, and if you can get back and sprawling them out, yeah. where I have my hooks in deep, where they're not yeah. making contact almost at all, and you're just bombing on them, mm-hmm. those positions are sick. But one, I'm definitely even though the guard is there, I definitely like passing a thousand times better. Right. Um, even you saw there, like I tried to finish every round on top. When I did get to his guard for a little bit, I tried that. Uh, I did the double underhooks. I think twice. I was able to pass twice. I like passing, mm-hmm. but um, uh, punches. You need punches. I feel like the entire time. I feel like is it's a big thing why I'm so active from the bottom. Is I feel like every like every second that I'm not punching is boring. Mm-hmm. So it's like you need to be moving. They're gonna stand you up. Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep mm-hmm. moving. Punch them. Keep punching them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the entire time I'm thinking of a hundred things. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So. Uh, Try to definitely hit them for the sake of staying active. If I think I'm hitting them and I'm in an effective position where I can just bomb on them, bomb on them. The second I see a neck, definitely I'm going for it. If I see an arm, you got to think if you're going to get it because those. Yeah, you don't want to get mounted. But if you give me your neck, I'm taking that. Like that, I didn't even try to go for his back. He turned over. I'm taking your neck, man. That's so sick. Yeah. Yeah, Especially because like you got to be careful with that. Some people just start chasing it. Yeah, no. I hate when I see that. Someone that doesn't have a decent position. Pull, you know, pull out arm bars. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Especially <laughs> nogi arm bars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sometimes people that. throw those out there as bait. Maybe that's not smart, but sometimes it works. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? So I'm not just gonna give up everything for an arm bar. That was one thing I did, and it worked for a couple seconds. Is I'll sometimes get the triangle, mm-hmm. and I'll switch to the opposite side because one, you can finish it, but two, it gives me the whole side of their head just to bomb on. Exactly. I did that. I hit him twice, and it was like incentive for him to pop out. That's and it was like, oh, why did I do that, position, man? Yeah, you, go, you keep hitting switches, go back and forth. I should have brought it back. I guess it's like though. when a person's in, um, I guess a half guard, um, in the guard or in the mount position, like you know, you got to mount. And they'll just blow a fucking mount cause, and by missing an arm bar. And it's like, you the have to, you Yeah, you have to have the position right first. Yeah. yeah. Like, unless you know you got secure isolation on that arm or whatever, you know, joint you're attacking, like, don't pull that shit. It's and it's so much more demoralizing when you settle in a mount. Yeah. Like, if you get mount and then you go for something, it's almost like, all right, sweet, I can try to defend this yeah. move. Yeah. But when you get mount, they start bugging out, they're trying to sweep you back, and nothing happens. And yeah. you just settle. And they're not going anywhere, you know? And then you get, like, uh, almost like the same idea with the grapevine. Well, the grapevine, yeah. where you cross your feet behind and you just drive your hips into their stomach. Yeah. That sucks, man. That's why I love the idea of, like, cementing a position isn't just for the sake of controlling the position, but you also can crush from there. Yeah. That's one thing Soka does. Ridiculous. I call it the thousand-pound technique. Wherever he is, he weighs a thousand pounds. The guy's lighter than me in actual yeah. reality, but yeah. he weighs a ridiculous amount just because he knows where he's putting yeah. it, you know? That's how I like to play my top jiu-jitsu, too. You got to be... Heavy. Gotta put pressure. Heavy, Control the position. guy's uncomfortable. Like, and it'll show itself. You'll get the I'm, submission. I'm drilling that stuff, you know, like... Or, like, the newer belts, like... I like to uh, show them the concepts 
before like you know people get caught up in this is this move and 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 then they can't ever pull it off you know it's like focus on the concepts the positions the control and you know and the, bro the best part about the, those controls and that pressure is you get to the point at least my idea is the perfect side control the perfect mount or any of those positions is where it's such a good position where they're looking to get like get submitted almost it's exactly. like this sucks That's bro i need about. to it, you know it makes them vulnerable exactly. because to get out of one bad position they have to choose their poison they get put in another bad position um, that's the way like my jiu-jitsu has evolved you know in the beginning when I wanted to have a, a better finishing rate I got caught up in oh well how can I set this up in the setup and then what would happen is I'd be like in counter battles and counter counter versus versus and I get gassed out now I'm just like no I'm just gonna make you uncomfortable as shit and guess what happened you'll give me something one of the five, four or five things that happened the arm bar is gonna come the kimura the key lock whatever you know what I mean I love all that fucking gift wrapping and gift wraps are excellent <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> brother, bro gift wraps are to, one yeah, of those moves you know those down, there's man. those moves where it's like literally one day somebody showed you it was like that changed my game forever, man. Exactly. Gift wraps, exactly. uh, Thanks, the truck roll. You know the truck <laughs> yeah. roll, where um, you get the one hook, and like it's I, like having I don't one know by that name. But Eddie Bravo, Eddie Bravo uses a lot. They use it like Geo uses it. Like the, the idea is like one of the positions that I first learned. It was imagine you're in turtle and I have the one side hook. Okay. And cool. instead of trying to throw my leg over and get it, I roll more towards like your rear end. Okay. You and you if I, yeah, yeah, that. The oh, way you how it sets up the twist that exactly. does right before. Yeah, okay. That gotcha. is excellent, man. That's some high level shit. That's I've wrestling. never pulled off a twist. I've tried it one time and I got close, <laughs> and I was like, okay. But uh, I don't think I've landed. Sambo uses shit. that a lot and wrestling actually. That's something I'd love to practice, Sambo. They'll do it from, you got, from turtle. The trick to that shit is that you set it up from I've, turtle. Uh, the truck roll? Yeah, do you actually set it up from turtle? Yeah, that's where I feel yeah. like I get it. Most of the time, I feel like if you try to set it from half guard, which is one of the big ones, is like people are expecting that. Yeah. And maybe it's just because we do it. Like, I've been trying it so much at the school, or people try it so much at my school, but I feel like half guard, I barely get it. If I try it from uh, turtle, it's like people don't expect that at all. Do you know the, um, what's it called, the 100%er? Is that the, the split? Sweep. It's a sweep. Oh, no, no, no. It's, you go underneath the guy. It's got, it, who was it invented by? I don't know. It's, it's some it's like new shit. Here. Now he's up to the uh, 200%. Here. Yeah, now he's on the 200%. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, his head's underneath here. It's during when you're like playing open guard. You get underneath his arm, and you just get you pretty much have to sweep right there. You sp- but do you do it from the twister position like that? No, but you can get it. I was. Just but you, you do you get it from like guillotine usually? I'm sorry to cut yeah. you off, bro. You that can- is literally why I was so comfortable going for the guillotine because that's there. something I do all the time. If the guillotine doesn't work, you switch off, get that underhook, and you roll them over. Yeah. And you just use that pressure. It's like a Nelson almost, yeah. or like a full Nelson. Yeah, that is excellent. Awesome. I love so that. Move. Now he has a 200 percent where instead of because the reason the way to counter that is just the guy's got a bridge on you. But if you have a rear naked grip choke, he can't. You control the shoulders, so he can't bridge on you. But I was just saying, there's a cool setup on Ten Planet Jiu Jitsu of how to use that sweep into the truck. So it looks pretty cool. I never. I gotta look into that. That's yeah. awesome. No, I I like that. The, I, I'm glad I know it's a hundred percenter. That's one thing, honestly. I. Before I practiced like legitimately under Soka, I had a whole bunch of books, and I was big into trying to look into the rubber guard. But since I started at Soka, I haven't like there's so much to learn. Like I don't have time to look into that. So after the fight, it was like I felt like there were a couple ways I could have tightened that up, and I could have tried to get the finish, you know. So looking into it, and I was happy to see that there weren't too many things I had to change up. So uh, that's already like I said before, that's already something we've been working on is trying to get. I've, I've been working on is trying Do to get that tighter. YouTube a lot. Uh, I if no absolutely <coughs> I use, uh, YouTube. I had um. For a while, I even had a uh, a subscription to his site. The uh, he has it all up mm-hmm. on YouTube now, I think. But uh, the the Tenth Planet site, they yeah, have all the videos cool. up there. I like that. That's where I learned the. I like that Stephen. Uh, I think his last name is Kessler. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, yeah, like Kessler. Kessler. Stephen Kessler. Stephen. He was like Kessler. my teacher Kessler. without knowing. Kessling. For, for Kessling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love his videos. He's a big jiu-jitsu guy, and judo too. He knows a lot of judo. That's what yeah. I love about him too. He's the bull guy, right? Yeah, yeah, he's a beast. Yeah. 
All his friends are good too. Sometimes he brings the Asian woman and um, she could, the short the short white dude. The Asian one showed me how to do that sick ass bone arrow grip. Oh, okay, she yeah. has a cool video on that. Yeah, she does the yeah. grip. She's like, I forgot which way I think it's like this way. Instead of people just holding it like that, yeah. you turn the gig into you or something. Like that. How many um, away years? from you? So it's like more of like a yeah, a rope. Like, yeah. That's sick. How many years you been with Soka now? Five and a half. Yeah, Six yeah. November twenty. You just reminded me of that story you told on um, season one, the first time you was on our podcast. How you was like teaching yourself in the shed, right? That yes. Oh, that's so funny. The Le Mans <laughs> yeah, Training Center. You came a long way, man. Bro, that place is <laughs> so real, sick. Like, so, what rank are you right now? I'm a purple belt with two stripes, man. Yeah, you're, I, was, you're I, a high level I keep on thinking it's funny. Soka likes giving the belts out in December, and I keep on like telling people, it's like, you think I can try to get another year out of it? You know, because you got these guys who are like from the city who have like a good two, three years on belts, and you want to go hard at some of these legit, you know, the IBJJFs. Mm-hmm. You got to put time into it. Mm-hmm. But I think I, I'm hoping, I'll probably get, I'm thinking I might get my brown belt this year, which would be sick. Mm-hmm. That'd be something, you know. Right. It's almost ridiculous to think about it. I remember being a yeah. white belt. I'm excited. I'm about to get my black belt in judo, so I'm looking forward. That to is that something. Shit. That's yeah. awesome, man. Doing that many years. How long have you been training judo? Six years. That's awesome. Yeah. That is sick. I'm excited now too, cause um, I'm teaching the kids at my school now. Um, they kind of like gave me the honor of the kids department, so now it's like I got kids. <laughs> that's know? sick. No, that's now. so I'm getting like what you're doing now. Um, you spoke finally about teaching, and um, yeah, man, teaching is awesome. I, I love teaching. It kids. is definitely sick. Uh, one of the students in particular, he amazed me because, <clears throat> excuse me, he's only taking up martial arts for two months, and I forget that because he goes with the kids who've been doing it a couple years, and he's just as good as. Them. There's some kids you who know? just are yeah, too I'm good. Just like, oh yeah, all the time. I just remember, like, <laughs> you know, like, and the judo I show him. This kid is 12 years old, and um, I don't know how short he is, but like, he's maybe able to like hear to me. And um, I had a couple of Jadokan friends come by for a class recently, and they were shocked. This kid was hip tossing to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I learned some tricks from the old ways that, yo, if done right, you could throw anybody, no matter how big they are. So I just, I fucking love it. Because I'm like, yeah, that's my kid. That's sick. That's, <laughs> that's absolutely kid, sick. You know? So I'm looking forward to that. That's awesome. Um, BJJ, though, I got so many years ago. I'm only a blue belt. I'm just in jiu-jitsu. How long have um, you been training? I've been doing that for like six years. But... The first um, three, four years of doing it, I wasn't under someone who could officially rank. Mm. He was just, you know, good at it, You know what I mean? Um, so I guess you can say I'm kind of behind. You know what I mean? Also, at the moment, I think um, I might be, like, a little delayed. Sometimes my school, uh, I don't know if it happens at your school, but it does happen in some schools where, like, um, you know, you'll get two tips at one time because they meant yeah. to tip you. and You know what I'm saying? So I don't know where they feel I'm at, but me personally, I feel like a two-tip blue belt. You know what I mean? So... And I noticed some promotions come soon. I've heard the little whispers. You know, when the energy goes around. Yeah, and Like, absolutely. yeah, one of these days we're going to walk in there and we're going to get our tips. <laughs> you know, Soka's big into the Christmas party. So, like, usually around then we'll get, if mm-hmm. the stripes are coming out, he's handing yeah, out. Yeah, we have then. special days that, you know, somewhere around then. If you've been putting in the work, yeah. you're going on that line. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, people shit. start coming in around the holidays and they make sure to, <laughs> yeah. make sure to scan in and stuff. It's yeah, like, people start doing, like, um, make sure you mark me down for both classes. <laughs> yeah, like, they nice. <laughs> yeah, they want their credit. Uh, yeah. Like, did you see me? I was going really hard today. <laughs> mm. I love this shit. Um, so, how many years in total have you been doing martial arts? Um, it's funny for it's it, with the Le Mans Training Center years. Probably like there was probably like a good like year and a half, two years where we were doing that. It was like on and off, and I was reading books and I thought I knew anything. And then I remember Le Mans joined up at Soka's first, and he destroyed me within like a month. Yeah. So if you count those, yeah, count those random years. I'd talking. say. What, seven and a half years? Isn't that yeah, cool? That's good, man. You're only 23 years old. Yeah, man. Sometimes I wish I found this earlier. I'm 32, you know? 
um, and I'm approaching the seven year mark, you know. But I finally, in the past, I would say like year two, I start to, you know, when you feel that first level where you feel a little seasoned, and you're like, okay, yeah, I've been around, you know, these are my peers and <laughs> shit, you know, we warriors. <laughs> you know I mean, you don't feel that until like five up, you know. No, absolutely. I just wish I could like, like I look at these kids and I'm just like, some of them are so good, and I'm like. He's only 12. Like, what is he going to be like when he's 23? Yeah. You know? And then 30. Like, it's just crazy. Um, some of those kids look like pure adults. Some of them look better than the adults I know. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, they do great. Yeah. I have a kid. Yeah. What was, I think, Wednesday, who, um, he, one, they're, you get kids who get good at one thing, especially yeah. like we show like one, one uh, three moves for like the intro. So yeah. they get to work off the Americana, the front choke, and the arm bar. And they'll find like one that they like. And usually it's the Americana. It's the most, it's the simplest, I feel like. To this day, I still love that move. It's an excellent move. But you get, you know, they get one and they dig that move. And that's fine. Yeah. You get to know it. I have this kid, I have a couple of them that work the front choke, and this one kid kills the front choke. Like, will rip your head off. You know what I mean? And the other day, I'm rolling with this kid or whatever, and I let him, he ends up passing, and he sticks his knee into my armpit, Jesus. grabs the arm, and throws his leg over my face like the slickest arm bar off of a pass. Like, bro, he didn't stop passing. He passed into the arm bar. It was nice. the most ridiculous thing. Absolutely. And I was so amazed by it. I was like, I wish you could understand how amazed I am yeah. by that move, bud. Like, it was ridiculous. It was, it was something you, else. Um, do your kids also compete? I still compete? cannot believe that. That was sick. What's up? Do your kids also compete? Uh, not not all the time. We had uh, a couple of them compete uh, a couple months ago. But what a sick experience that was. One of yeah. them took gold, and yeah. I was more excited than he was, yeah. man. Like, yeah. I was bugging out. That, that connection is, is awesome. I like that, too. That was the biggest thing about the um, fight, man. It's just the idea that all those people... like That's the thing about martial arts. You get all these people who are just as invested in you as yeah. you are, yeah. and that's such an, an interesting concept. I feel like I did not understand that fully until this fight. It's so satisfying, the good students. <clears throat> you know, like, when you know you've been working on something for the battle and then they pull it off mm. you're just like oh my god like you did it he just yeah. made all those hours worth it thank you <laughs> you know like that's all you want to see yeah is them pull off some of that shit you know it's, it's amazing and then um like well, well my kids i just went to their first tournament but before that there was a lot of newer belts you know when i started this shit a lot of high belts took me under their wing so i kind of repeat that process and I bond with some of the newer belts that are really hungry, really put in that time. And I'll just help them as much as I can. Give them all the little tricks that I had to learn the hard way and, and whatnot. So sometimes I feel like they're a little like side coach. You know what I mean? And I've helped uh, I help a lot of people get ready for their tournaments, do the extra sessions, teach them takedowns, let them throw me all over the place. And um, so going to their tournaments, I fucking love that feeling when you're watching and then you like call out one of your codes and then it just happens. You feel like you're in there. You know what I no, feel absolutely. like? I'm the control you know like i'm playing a video game you know what i'm saying i'm just like oh yes <laughs> she did the aduken it was great <laughs> you know what i'm saying Adukin. awesome dragon punch oh there it goes <laughs> you know what i mean like it's fucking i just uh, i love that i love this all across the board man I, I just love the fight game no coaching is like i remember even <clears throat> like where i competed there was a good like stint where we competed a lot when i was at blue belt like a couple of us like if you see me ever tag soak a death squad and things like there's like a couple of us that i feel like really competed a lot and that's mm -hmm. who i'm kind of referring to and uh totally had a thing i was going oh yeah so coaching from it so i remember so there was a good stint where that totally yeah. came to be we were just hitting up all these tournaments and it was only a couple of us going so i felt like i was able to coach a good amount yeah. and just even coaching like 
a lot happens in the course of a five-minute roll, you mm-hmm. know, in competition. You know, they're confident in the beginning. Things don't necessarily go their way. You see them lose confidence, yeah. you know what I mean? And you got to get people's heads back into the game. Right. And I, I know, I feel like I know a couple of different instances where I felt like I was I was pivotal in somebody, yeah. you know, going, like, staying calm yeah, and awesome then able feel, to right? get past. And then when they win, you know, like, I bug out. Like, I bug out when I win, but I bug out when my friends win even more, yeah, I think. Like, I'm it's like... Like, that's my boy, you know I'm what I mean? <laughs> or anybody, you know? I know I'm being really obnoxious. <laughs> but that's, it doesn't even matter. It's I can't like, help it. It's that but they, pride. And they do understand because I'm sure they have a relationship with somebody to the same extent. But in that yeah. moment, it's like, you don't even know what you're talking about, man. That's my I've boy, had, man. I had a woman. I train with that dude, time. you know what I mean? Um, one time, um, my ex-girlfriend was at a tournament. <laughs> and she was fighting this girl. And uh, she had her in the key lock position. The girl wouldn't tap. So I just started screaming, break her shit, break it, break, take, take it, it home, take they want to tap, you know what's next, and I'm screaming. So she fucking cranks her shit, and the ref has to come in and stop it, uh, right before the breaking point, and she gets up, she's crying, she's holding her arm and shit. So now at that point, you know, I'm not like throwing it in her face, mm. but her mother, I guess, must have remembered, and I was like, break it. <laughs> I'm celebrating with my team, and the mother just comes like just cutting in like when you cut in for a dance and she's just like you're a savage you're a mean person you're an asshole she just did the slang like six insults yeah. and I was just like uh huh yeah yeah okay cool <laughs> yeah we fucking did it that's fucking that so I was sick. going off side control warrior yeah. I didn't even know I got that from I never even used that term to that day but we were working a lot on side control a lot on side control because she had a great side I'm like yo you're gonna do this take now you're gonna get... and she did everything like it was just crazy. It was clockwork. That tournament was funny too. The um the team that did that, as a matter of fact, now I remember, um, they complained to the uh, organization and they tried to accuse her of being like Purple way belt. higher than she was. Like, oh, that's not a white belt. That's you know? awesome. But Thank you time, for the compliment. Only, yeah, <laughs> that's she awesome. had only been two years in, you know. Yeah. And they're like, there's no way she got to be five years or six years, and they try to revoke her loss. And uh, I just remember being so like appalled <laughs> because she the fight starts. The girl, she goes to, like, grip up, and the girl keeps smacking her. So, on, like, the third smack, she just grabbed the arm, ripped it down, ankle pick, side control. Come on. Just like that. Boom. It's like, that's all the first things they teach you. Like, how can you accuse her uh, of being, Some like, even if she is like high losing, level? She, did she do a single thing that's not basic? Like, yeah. she literally just ankle pick, side control, fights over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, so, loses, man. No. And once I said that to the guy, he was just like, that's a very good point. <laughs> he was like, don't even worry about Yo, it. He's like, quick, just, fuck that so team. <laughs> yeah. yeah, real quick, fuck those people. You know? Have you seen any foul shit? I've seen some foul shit tournaments, man. Yo, I had a, one time I was choking a kid. I had him in full back mount, hooks in at a judo tournament. Um, I had him in a half a gi choke. I couldn't slip the other half. But anyway, he was right there spitting up, choking. And I hear Matei, Matei. Matei means, you know, finish. I thought the referee was telling me to stop. It was the kid's fucking coach, man. Jerked me out of a win. Um, I've been at another tournament. I fucking threw a kid. He slides on his back. Is that a judo tournament? Uh, do you know anything about the judo rules? Uh, I know that if he I, lands flat. Yeah, you get the kid it. lands fat, flat and even fat. slides. He was skinny in the beginning of the match. And they're like, eat hung <laughs> for the kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah you want. And right? at first, I'm like, this is some bullshit. Then I come to find out that's his student. That was his tournament. Yeah, I'm that. like, oh, so I was just straight... Doom from the start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was doom from the start. Find like, a, you can find the video bullshit. we had him rip some off. Yeah. I've never reversed his throw. You ever face some bullshit the in your tournament the, the, days? You've done a lot of tournaments. Uh, it's cool, honestly. I've been able to compete a good amount, but I've have the only, I've only ran into one person who tried to like dispute a submission, and oh, yeah. I feel like he kind of gave himself up because this is exactly that. <laughs> so we had a good fight. It was around <laughs> here, and. Uh, 
what I, I take I think I get a takedown. I end up passing. I'm inside control. And what did I get? I think I had like maybe like a baseball choke or something from the side. And he taps. And I'm like, oh sweet, he taps. And the second I let go, he's like, I didn't tap. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, sweet. And the ref's like, well, I didn't tell you to stop. And I was like, all right, sweet, let's start. Let's restart. And I go yeah. to get back down. He's like, no, 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 no. You uh you said I tapped, it's over, it's over. And it's like, wait, if like if you didn't lose, you'd want to fight again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you wouldn't exactly. just give that shit yeah, up. Yeah. So you tapped. But nonetheless, we restart, and I get, and I think I get to mount, and I think I got a, a Ezekiel from mount. <laughs> but uh, that was the only like, like dirty thing anybody's ever tried towards me. Mm. Mostly, it's just people like reacting. You know, you get a lot of egos at tournaments. Oh yeah, and they get a little ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, that's anybody, anybody though. Like that's like saying or... before. No, not necessarily. That you've seen people <coughs> get at each other. I feel you like more so. Does. I've never been in the middle of it, but. Uh, um, more so than anything, I feel like that's it. But I can understand that because I'm sure I look obnoxious when I get excited about people winning. But it's like, you know, you put a lot of time into those things. I, I, I scream a lot uh, when I'm coaching anybody. Like, I don't give a fuck whose ears right here. I'm here like, I got a coach. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. I go off. Those kids' tournaments, I'm just screaming, you know, yeah, let's do this, this, and that. You know, like, you know, but whereas other people are just sitting there watching, you know, but they don't understand our kids are different, man. We train our kids like adults. So we can give them directions, you know. Like mm. sometimes I think some of the people, they're like, "Oh, this is little league. Everyone gets a trophy." Not necessarily. Like some of us take this shit serious. And it's a horrible so if we idea. Look like, yeah, exactly. I feel like, you know, it's almost like if we look like bullies. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like this is what we do. Like we train these kids. They work hard because they enjoy winning. So we try to increase. Those and because chances, you push them you know like that, I mean? they can perform under pressure, which yeah. is the whole idea. Yeah. It'd suck if they had to use it and they couldn't use it yeah. because they, you know, yeah. we give them a trophy every time they lose. Yeah. You, know, you want them to be able to use it. That's crazy. Man. How can you give everybody a trophy if one kid broke the other kid's arm? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a trophy for not dying. There you go. You, you died. Excellent. You got a trophy <laughs> for dying. He choked you out. <laughs> Just letting you know in real life you'd be dead. And you get a trophy for choking him out. Um, Alright, so last but not least, uh, UFC, and uh, oh, right geez. now at the moment, there's a lot of crazy shit going on. I'm uh, just curious, have you heard about all the stuff with Conor McGregor? Yes, all that stuff? yes. How do you feel about that as a fighter? Uh, interesting stuff. I'm happy. I feel like... Uh even you um, I'm sure you know about it like him talking about now it's just him he wants to put a full camp into yeah. fighting ATS I can 100% respect that I feel like um, the, it was really coincidental him him pulling out for the sake of wanting to put a camp in and also talking about retiring I feel yeah. like that was for the sake of building up hype yeah. you know but uh, no, you gotta respect it. Honestly, I'm not a fan of the rematch anyway. There's nothing there except yeah. him, re- you know, redeeming himself, if you will. You know, yeah. there's nothing there. Yeah, I wasn't but, uh, excited about that either. So I'm kind of excited. Hopefully, it doesn't happen. Now, what's funny is Wouldn't whatever they safe. did worked because now I'm excited about. It. Now yeah. I kind of want to see. That's the fight what I. That's what I was talking about with one of my coworkers. I was like, honestly, it 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 played out perfectly. It was a fight <laughs> that people weren't excited about yeah. because it kind of doesn't make sense. And now it's like, all right, Conor McGregor's crazy. So let's see what he does. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Which makes me wonder how clever Connor is. No, he's a genius. Because I look at it like this. He built up all this momentum and he shitted, (laughs) you know, he shitted the pot. Um, He fucking got choked out by Nate Diaz. So arguably now you could say his stock decreased. And um, so what would you do to like quickly change that, distract people? He pulled like, um, you're familiar with the rapper Jay-Z? Show him how important you are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, The the rapper Jay-Z. He retired like five or six times. You know, I feel like he pulled the Jay Z. Yeah, um, no, it's absolutely the case. He exactly. He, uh, later years, he was like, oh, I was never planning to retire. He was like, But if I say I retire now, suddenly everyone rushes out to cop my album. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and then when I come back, it's like, I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he pulled one of those. At first, I was like, Oh, he's scared. He's scared. He didn't want to lose again. 
this is a way to pull Now the out. adrenaline's run off, you know? Yeah, Faded. and then all this other shit. I'm like, oh shit, wait a second. Maybe this is his clever way of some type of ploy to forget, you know, to make us forget he lost. Because now with all this weird shit going on, his stock is right back where it was. I don't People want to see that fight again. I don't think his stock ever, like, fell from losing to Nate. It should, though. Technically, it should, you know? I mean, come on. If I'm paying you... I don't know. Actually, not paying you because that's the perspective as a boss. Mm-hmm. Now I want to think of as a fan. But um, like you said, I just wasn't that hype about it. I saw the fight, saw him get choked the fuck out. I wanted to see him go back to 145 yeah. or maybe see what's going on in 155. You know, that whole welterweight shit felt forced Wait, did you and mean like that a he, freak show. Did you mean that his stock fell like people wouldn't watch him at 145? Not that it wouldn't watch him, but his monetary worth. You know what I'm saying? Because he's like, I'm the best in the world. I'm best in the world. No one can beat me. I'm the best in every weight class. You know, I want $10 million to fight. And then um, you kind of get choked out in a silly manner. Like, he kind of looked a little stupid the way he fought. You That's know? the only thing. I, I can't. I don't know how much it fell, but it does take away. Because before that, people were saying the ridiculous things. Like, oh, he could fight this person. Oh, he could fight yeah. Robbie Lawler. Oh, so it, does t- it did take that away. I don't know what, <clears throat> yeah. I don't know what that's you worth. Know what? But you can't say that now. Because now I'm it's like he can't beat Nate Diaz. because... People yeah, get carried away. Second, they were like, there's a reason, people get carried away. There's a reason why there's weight class. Very true. And you know, yeah. when you see how big. Yeah, he underestimated that shit. Yeah, Apparently, people, there were only a couple pounds difference, though. Yeah, you're right. Which is awesome because he looked huge compared yeah, to Tyler Yeah, that's the bro. funny thing with the body. He looked ridiculous. I was one of those people that got fooled because when he was at 145, I knew he was taking a big weight cut. He was a big 145er, and I knew he walked around at 170. So I'm like, yeah, he could be a welterweight. But just because you walk around at that doesn't mean you should be that. Because now that I've seen him at welterweight, I realize he's always going to be a very tiny welterweight. Like, he can't like, be welterweight. Were, I think he should be 155. That's like a comfortable problem. Apparently, he can't get to 145. That's why he's trying to dance around Yeah, it. he has a really hard time. He, he looks like a zombie every time. Cuts. Mm, he you don't it. like him. But yeah, they were talking he did crazy quick shit about Robbie money. Waller. Like, oh yeah, Robbie Waller will be even easier. I'm like, what are you talking Robbie about? Robbie Lawler is a killer, man. That is amazing. That is something. He's like 40 That is awesome. Because I remember watching Robbie Lawler. The first, I'm pretty sure, I'm, I'm pretty sure because it sticks in my mind a lot. The first fight I ever watched, I remember my dad was sitting there and we were trying to figure out the rules of MMA because that's, I'm pretty sure it was one of the first fights I watched. But it was where Robbie Lawler gets caught by Nick, uh, Nick Diaz and he drops for a second and they stop it. And it's like, oh, my dad's like, why are they stopping? I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's the idea is if you get clipped in, in MMA, if you're out for a little bit, like we we're still trying to figure it out, you know, so we didn't understand. But I remember Nick Diaz knocking out Robbie Lawler. So, and to see him come back now, you know, and he's a ridiculous beast, you know. Fifth round, Robbie Lawler, he's a beast. When you watched that fight, did you watch it live? The one you just described? No, uh, no, that was like UFC Unleashed when they used to um, like flood just think about that for a with it. No, that's crazy. Like you just talked about the first time. Well, it may not have been the first time you've seen an MMA fight. I kind of assumed because you said you and your dad were trying to figure out. The yeah, rules. I'm pretty. It was close and, too. You know, now you're MMA champion. Like, isn't that kind of ironic? <laughs> you Bro, know, it's sick. It's like you didn't even realize it yourself for a second. You're like, yeah, there was this time we trying to figure. Out. Like, that's crazy. Like that is at true. At that day, think would you like. ever <laughs> imagine yourself becoming an MMA fighter? Like, I, um, I think soon the feelings your life was going that way. I think soon at. I'm, I'm the type of person I get kind of obsessed about things you know you find yeah. something you do that yeah, shit a lot I understand that. but uh, I guess jujitsu that makes perfect sense you know yeah. so I feel like once I decided that it was something I was interested in it's like I'm gonna try to fight and I'm gonna try to win some belts doing it but you know saying that and doing it are definitely two different animals mm-hmm. you know so yeah, it's it uh, it yeah man it was, it's been awesome like I just think about like even being at Soka's I remember the old academy yeah. I remember sitting down being a white belt watching yeah. people teach watching the other guys roll yeah. and now I'm there almost every day like <coughs> teaching all sorts of stuff, you know. I got like a whole family there. Yeah, you came a long way. Um, you know, I definitely look at you like at the upper tier of um our our fighter pool. 
Thank um, you. Thank also, you too, you know, you're one of those guys that's different from some of the amateur guys because you take this shit really serious. Some of these guys have half their foot in the fighting world and half their, you know, you juggle all these different things. So I, I'm not saying you don't have to juggle that, but you, you manage that. Like, you're still able to give 100% to fighting even though you have all these other responsibilities. And, um... That's just that's just, that's just impressive, man. Well, I want to touch on two things with that because one, those guys thank them for doing that because they make you know every so often you get one of those guys and it's an easy night. So good yeah. stuff. Thank you for I those say guys. Yes. That's true. But also, like I decided <laughs> right. a long time ago, like one day not to get incredibly grim, but you know all this stuff's gonna be over. I want to have like mm-hmm. an exciting. I want to have done awesome things, and MMA is my way of doing that. Like I feel like I could live out like. A, you know, going out, fighting people, like I said before, the whole experience of it, you know? Like, you gotta live, and this is my way of, of doing that. Like, I don't know. I love MMA. It's good stuff. <laughs> you just brought something to mind, um, and yeah, I'm sorry. I know I'll, we will go about to end this, but I gotta touch upon this before we go. Um, recently, a fighter died. Yeah, the guy from Portugal. You know? I don't know How does that change things for you as a fighter? Because it changed some things in, in my perspective. Even though I always knew that was a possibility. Um, but just it happening, I guess because I saw the fight. Did you see the fight of no. the guy that died? It didn't look like he took a very hard shot. That's what scares me. You know, like if I imagine someone dying from fighting and from the blows, you know, received, I picture like a bad stoppage. Mm-hmm. Do game. I'm sorry. Seen the um, they have compilations of people dying in MMA. Before. Yeah, it just hasn't been like. But it's never like uh, something like this huge shot. It's usually like yeah. like a ground and pound, and then the guy doesn't get up and he starts convulsing. It's very strange. You don't know what's going on inside the head. So uh, you said you've seen uh, a lot of that before. Were those like late stoppages or was it like... Because in this one in particular, he took the shot, he gets hurt, he wobbles a little to the cage, and he takes maybe like two more shots. It didn't even mm. seem... He was okay. He was able to get his hand raised. And then to know he died later is just kind of freaky and, and creepy. Because you would gauge your danger level on how you feel. Some Or how just, it looked or... You know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't say any of them were really late stoppages. Uh, some were just... You know, a lot of it was um, bare knuckle, so I don't yeah, know if that, that changes things a little bit. Um, and uh, not, nah, I couldn't say anything freaky. It was just like a normal fight. And then sometimes the guys just wake up. I don't know if it had to do with a lot of weight cutting because you know the brain doesn't hydrate. Right That's away. what I believe. It might have to do with a lot to do with that. Yeah, because your um, brain isn't. Hydrated. I don't know if you know uh, know about the new reports they found out um, in 2015. Yeah, it was in 2015. The, the, um, you know, out. it's crazy that they found that out now in 2015 because. The fitness community and bodybuilding have always known that way before, I guess, because they deplete their body so much. It was hidden. You ever seen the movie Concussion? Uh, with Will Smith? Yeah. No, it, I haven't seen The it. NFL. But even I knew that. With all their money, literally had Smash, their thumb yeah. on the whole medical field of every state because they were trying to hide the, the true effects of concussion because uh, it would hurt, you know, the NFL. Because basically it comes down to this, um, and I hate to say this, as a martial artist, as someone that believes children should be in martial arts, but football and boxing is, is, is supposed to be extremely dangerous for a child. The brain under 13, I mean, the brain period cannot have so many repeated concussive blows. But especially a child because it's the developing brain. Mm-hmm. We're the only animals that are, are, our brain is just loose in our cranium, just fucking floating around like a you know, goldfish in a <laughs> fishbowl. And, and just on any given day, the minus... Uh, minus, I'm sorry, I'm making up words. The most minor uh, contact, you know, just rushing and just hitting a block or something is enough to be a significant um, concussive blow. And on any practice of football, you know, you could receive like 100 of those. And then you practice a couple days a week. You, you need a concussion, mean? just jet skiing, just from the... Wait, is those in there? No. No? Um, 
so long story short, I guess uh, what I'm getting at is that since some of the new reports, they found out that you know how fighters cut weight. They cut some fighters cut a lot of water weight. The ones that do a lot of extra, but they found out that when they rehydrate. You can rehydrate the muscles by, the, you know how like the next fight they come in with the water and the food back on them? Mm. The brain never rehydrates. The brain takes 70 hours no matter what. So I would imagine some people come in with a really dehydrated brain. So mm. it's, it's shrunk now. Now it, it wobbles more. Like I feel like some of the nights a guy might have gotten knocked out quickly. It might have been a night he was, you know, significantly um, not may have been was significantly dehydrated that you know his brain and shit and that's why now they're trying to make it that um one fc is the first one to do it they yeah, did it heard by one choice. fc yeah they're trying to make it legal though. they're trying to force it upon all the other leagues where you can't cut water weight no more well, that's why to the point where you have to prove your hydration level every day during fight camp every day you have to send in a test that's why i thought it was stupid that they cut the ivs i understand it's for people masking peds but it's not stopping anybody because there's still people on PEDs and now instead of using syringes they're using animal veins so it hasn't really stopped anything so now we're just getting more and more concussions now so I don't really see like, so I, as a fighter does that um does that up the danger level in any way for you? Uh, no I don't think so right now I'm not to the point where I'm cutting like that ever mm-hmm. I feel like that's the big thing in terms of like the, you had said before if it changed my opinion on it mm-hmm. I don't again I don't think it necessarily does it's always been like I remember for a while it was no one had ever, still no one's ever died in the UFC, but no one had been died in a major organization. Mm-hmm. And now people are starting, you know, you get some people who have cases here and there, mm-hmm. but there's still few and far between. I feel like, and uh, for the most part, again, I feel like they're not, they're not, uh, none, none of them have hit the UFC yet. I feel like if you're careful and whatnot, and also I'm not afraid of losing. Like I feel like people really they let their ego get in the way. I feel like at a point you're losing a fight. I feel like if you do. I'll, I, and, and I also know the coaches I have are just too obsessed with me staying in one piece. Yeah. You know, they reiterate that all the time. Like, the focus is staying healthy throughout it. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I feel like I'd be able to hopefully recognize when I'm really getting my ass beat. And I know for a fact that people I'm training under wouldn't be able to recognize that. So, no, not even in a little bit. The way I looked at it was, um, I feel like as a fighter, maybe we're trained to be a little naive, kind of. Mm. Because you don't want to go in there like... And be fucking petrified of this thing. But on the same note, you need to realize it is life-threatening. So you can take it seriously. So you can prepare yourself for war. So you can bring war. I feel like sometimes guys go in there and they think it's a fucking spar match. Or they're point fighting. And then somebody comes in, elbows to the face, trying Looking to kill to fuck you. you up. No, you know, at the end of the day, like, yeah. Oh, shit. You're in a fight. So yeah. I always go in there like I'm fighting to the death. I'm fighting to the death. I treat all that shit as if I am truly fighting to the death. But then when it fucking actually happens and it hits home... It kind of it was like, oh, shit, man. Like, this could happen to any one of us, you know? So I feel like it's just going to make me train harder, and it's going to make me fight harder. Mm-hmm. Even though it, I already use that as an incentive, I guess now it just it, it just hit me harder. Now I'm fucking... It's going to create a little bit more tension, a little more seriousness out of me, but it's probably going to work out in, in a good way. But um, I think it might make me afraid for the people I care about more sometimes you know what i'm saying yeah because you're you're not them you can't train you can't put your yeah, amount yeah. of determination into them because you know we all train like tough guys so we're like ah, don't be a scared who gives a fuck if you get punched who cares ah, it ain't nothing just go in there you come home we do this every day you know mm-hmm. but in reality it's just like i'm risking my life just for the sake of testing myself and showing a couple friends and family a good night you know maybe making 200 bucks or something you know like i really give it to the amateur guys because we have all the same risks as the pro guys 
but we're not making tens and, yeah. of thousands or hundreds of thousands if of dollars. anything absolutely and like you said you still got to show up to work absolutely <laughs> so if your fucking leg gets busted that could be a couple of days of work you're missing like that's a lot of extra like another word i guess not to diss pros i feel like we got a tougher job as amateurs man. mentally i feel like you can get tougher I physically can't because they're training more than us, you know. But mentally, you got to juggle a lot more. I feel like I could see that. Like the fact of the matter is, the idea that I, if I could hit up two classes in a day, the idea that I can rest in between. Oh shit! I'm sorry. What's it? Yeah. What's up? <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I just try to remember the last thing you said. Pick up from me. Noisy. Yeah, I'm like, we can't stop this podcast. I'm sorry. Get you saying. I'll tell you the truth, I completely lost You're myself. You're talking about how an amateur, you feel mentally. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like to, I, I remember people talk about it all the time. It's like, the especially where I train, like the idea that guys who don't have to go to work or they're able to put all their time into training, specifically jiu-jitsu, you know, the idea of being able to train two times a day, being able to get that rest in between, you know, yeah, uh, put more care into your diet because you're not in a rush, you know. Tough, it definitely, man. there's a lot of pieces that play into it. Well, um, we're going to wrap this up. It was a pleasure having you always. You know, you're more than welcome anytime with MMA Buck. Thank you. No, it's uh, awesome, man. Thank any you last thing, me. Steve, you want to ask or add? Or? No, thank you for coming. <laughs> um, you can find us on SoundCloud.com slash MMA Bug Podcast. iTunes, just type in MMA Bug Podcast. At Twitter, MMA Bug. Instagram, at MMA Bug. Okay. Um, do you want to give any shout-outs? Yeah, just shout-out. So could BJJ, of course. Uh, Iron sharpens iron. They're the only reason I'm able to do any of this. Uh, and everybody who helped, you know, Mike Caban especially, always putting time aside to help us out. Uh, Neil, you put the whole camp in there. Chris Lessinger, Kenny, you know the guys. I'm not going to go through all of you. So I'll talk to you guys. Thank you for um, watching or uh, listening. For people that, uh, for fans listening and that might want to follow you, you know, because you're an interesting fighter and you're a fighter who seems like they're going to go all the way, you know, if you choose that that path. Thank you. Um so, you know, people may want to follow you. Uh, can you give us your Instagram, your Facebook? Yeah. How, how uh, find you? Honcho BJJ on Instagram. Uh, Facebook, um, Mike Honcho. Uh, f- yeah. No, Mike Honcho is pretty straightforward. You look me up on Instagram, I'm on Instagram. <laughs> uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm not Twitter, so I don't have Twitter. But, uh, yeah, look up Mike Honcho. Honcho with an A. People like throwing the O in there. H-A-N-C-H-O. I think so. I've done the O and really? the A. I think I've done Honcho? both. Yeah. I know. I don't know why. My memory's like, oh, I might have done O once or twice. I can see where they're coming from, but I started with the A, so I'm trying yeah. to stick with the A. Um, so. No, yeah, it's better with the yeah. A. I know I, I was spelling with the A, but when you pronounce it, you pronounce it. With I forgot. O, yeah. So I might I forgot have our Facebook.com too. Slash oh yeah, MMA Facebook podcast. slash MMA Bug yes. and a YouTube. Yes, go to um, YouTube.com MMA Bug at Long Island. We got lots of fight highlights, uh, fighter interviews, get to know fighters, see some ring girls, see some fucking awesome knockouts. Like your host is USKBA, Knockout at Night. Make sure you guys check that out. Make sure you guys check out Love from May, episode three, with uh, pre and post fight footage, intimate uh, behind the scenes action. Check that out. Um, and we got more fighters coming. Bobby Campbell, his movie will be out late 2016. He got his retirement fight on the way. So um, keep, you know, keep checking the channel because you're bringing a lot of good stories and a lot of good people. And uh, yeah, man, it's a wrap. Thank you. Thank you for Thank you guys for having me, man. Country. It's always awesome. Thank you. And uh, we are out. Peace.